Hey, yo, this is the podcast. We don't know the name of the podcast so at the time of the recording, but um, I'm going to introduce myself. This is going to be a podcast about tech, but we'll figure, we'll figure out like if we're going to cover other topics. But my name is, is Captain. I'm an ML engineer, and uh, we have B right here. Um, hello, everyone. Uh, this is the inaugural episode, and I'm very excited to be here. Um, my name is B, and I am my background is in computer science, but right now I am in uh, uh, the product and strategy side of things in uh, in um, machine learning and artificial intelligence. Uh, I'm Say. I've worked in pretty much everything to do with computers you can think of, except for uh, mainframes and banks. But uh, yeah, I mainly work in the ML space, um, but also uh, like do mainly the data pipelining and engineering behind it. Um, I like skiing. That's it. That is very random. You know, <laughs> we I'm, uh, I'm really like annoyed that all of you gave like a great intro and just <laughs> like complete crap. I'm not sure. I, no. Look, already. <laughs> Our video fit. Uh, What's this is gonna be amazing. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so anyway, while while these two nerds are are uh, figuring out this, um, what is it? I don't know. iPhone. You... Okay, so first of all, these two forgot to buy their mic, so wow, I'm gonna put this on record. Oh my god! <laughs> I am definitely putting I'm, I'm putting you on blast. By the way, that's backwards. The the camera's backwards. Yeah. the other way around. Right, right. I'm just pause it, disconnect. No, no, just turn the camera. Just turn the camera. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I see you guys. It's hilarious. <laughs> you guys are... Hey, did your lens break? No, 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 it's fine. No, no, it's a, it's a case. It's a case. It's... Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> good. But I should have just said that you guys broke Maybe it. Didn't you get, like, one of those clips that, like, um... I just don't understand this. how... Oh, we didn't introduce Mochi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll introduce... I just want to first say that these two <laughs> did not buy their mics. So that's why you see me staring at the screen. And maybe the sound quality isn't as great. But hopefully, next time, or the one after that, we will have mics. Hopefully, we ordered it. It's like arriving in like two days. Two days? Good. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Friday. Okay, okay. I thought it was like a week. No, we didn't go with the like the American one. <laughs> oh yeah. And the other thing other thing too, right? Is we have this tripod and it and he ordered it from Temu. So do not order anything from Temu because their products suck. Um, oh, they're typically made. Sponsored by them. No, we're not gonna get sponsored by <laughs> no. them. Uh, but like, yeah, this, this, this mic stand is not working at all not or not mic stand the the camera stand, it's not working at all. It's like, it's designed so poorly, like, um, the way I describe it is like the, the actual like long part, mm. the, the stand, it, <laughs> it's actually lower than the tripod portion of the stand so like the three things that are coming out like a tripod there's a stand the stand part like 
touches the ground before the tripods. So then it just doesn't balance. Makes no sense. We almost need like three things around it. Like this. So a tripod underneath the tripod? Essentially. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, like, can you give me the camera? Yeah. Alright, I just want to show you how crappy this thing is. So you can see, like, this part is is a little higher than this part. So it doesn't even balance. It's messed up. Alright, so let's see if uh, B can... Uh, MacGyver this? MacGyver this. It looks, it looks like a good solution. One of, hey. one of them is lower than the other. That's okay, that's okay. Alright, alright. Drum roll. Yeah. Yeah, it works. It works. It's good. It's good. It's, it's, wow. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright. Yeah. Alright. We're in business, guys. Brown MacGyver. <laughs> Brown MacGyver. Brown to, MacGyver. Wow. To the rescue. They're like ingenious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's actually quite smart. Now, did you did you grow up watching MacGyver? No. I just, when I first moved here, like, I watched a few episodes on TV and I loved it because I, I used to do that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. my dad was kind of like, he, he was always hacking things like that. So it was very fascinating to me. And then after that, I could never find it again. It, when, it, when it went off uh, air. Yeah. I should go back to watching MacGyver. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I've yeah, never watched it. You've never watched it? I've never watched clips. Too young. Okay, you gotta, you gotta watch Too young. Aren't you like two years older than me? I, no. Let's, let's not get into that. <laughs> I don't know my real age. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, all right. Okay, okay. So the first topic of the day is we actually have to figure out what the format of this podcast is mm -hmm. and what it's all about. Now, the thing is that we will be covering tech specific things, but also other things like we're also into like wellness and spirituality and things like that. And we'll cover those things. But what we first need to do is like figure out like how this thing's going to work. And so uh, B had a great idea and, uh, of like going through and actually filming and like <laughs> recording us figuring this stuff out so you so you all guys get to you know listen in and, and and help us and figure things out and all that stuff so yeah 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 so <clears throat> originally what we thought about at the podcast is like this idea of like we cover tech and all that stuff but what we didn't really find like at least i didn't really find was like you know just a chill cool vibe of like you know a bunch of people talk like friends talking about you know how uh how how like what's going on in the tech space and, and all that stuff and this came about because like all three of us we were part of the same gym and we'd have all these like great discussions uh that would go off the wall sometimes for hours for hours yeah and we'd talk for hours right yeah. um and so we thought why don't we just record it because i'm sure there's other people that are really interested in what we have to say yeah. um yeah yeah or maybe not or maybe but, not yeah yeah and and honestly from those conversations just not not that there were too many of them but like i personally learned so much mm -hmm. just like from like a knowledge perspective and just like bonding with with, with you two and whether it was like everyone else as well like so i think this was just it was always like kind of in the making in a way if not now that i look back at it i'm we're still in episode one and i don't even know how long this will go for but it feels it feels right if if i could 
kind of summarize it. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean. Like, yeah. like for me, it like I, I like like I, like you were saying, like I learned a lot from all of our conversations, um, and but I'm also hoping that this will add like structure and like amplify that learning a lot because there's like. Um, a certain effect of like when you're publishing to other people, you're also responsible for their learning. So that's why I'm hoping that that'll like kind of come together with what we talk about. Responsible? You feel responsible? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, what's wrong with that? No, I get what he's saying, but with that... great with great powers comes <laughs> great responsibility. Ironic <laughs> says like I'm very powerful, <laughs> and therefore I need to be super responsible. Oh, okay. Even well, if there's like, one person watching this, yeah. like, aren't you like now responsible? For, oh, like, I see what, what they're learning, like right? Like if yes. you say something bad, it's gonna put bad energy into their life. If you say something good, it'll put good energy into their life. And that way, it is great power, great responsibility. No, okay. or just like spreading misinformation. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I heard it on this random podcast with these two brown dudes or three. Yeah, that's why I shouldn't trust it. <laughs> No, but like, I mean, I'm, I hope like people learn things or like even just like think of different things, right? Like, yeah. or just like enjoy the fact, like, I, I don't know, for me, when I even just like sitting back and listening to other people talk um, about like, and just shooting the shit, I find that it's just so, yeah, it, like, even if I don't agree, or even if I might think that they're wrong, like, I still like make give me a different perspective or we're just enjoying the vibe you know yeah. yeah yeah and and i feel like we're gonna get a little bit a little just a little bit political here um so two things for me okay so i i cut you off a little bit there but i think this is re very relevant to what you're saying so one is that i think we are going towards this like decentralized like very much virtual world in the, in the future so this is a method for me to kind of sharpen my the way I communicate, whether it is with you guys or digitally around the world. Yeah. Um, and and I, I very much see it as that. The other piece was in terms of uh, the political. Okay, now, now this is where this is where we're getting. It's all right. It's all right. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. I, I got this. I got this. I see. I told you we need to we need to like Okay, let let be breathe while he's you know he he's got so he so just to clarify yeah. he B came from travels right oh yeah I just landed last night at three a.m. from Belize exactly it's, exactly so that's why I'm tanned and I have I'm not this is not cultural appropriation <laughs> yeah I was gonna call, I was gonna call the cultural appropriation council on him and uh, <laughs> have, a have them have a discussion with you no um, okay so that one piece was. Yeah, my, my as a method for me to refine the way I communicate, and then what was it that you said initially? Cultural. No, 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 no. Prior to that, prior to that. Um, um, and I said we're gonna get a little political here. That was my yeah, first yeah, thought, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. just completely. I'm, I'm sorry. Go on. You can continue. If it comes back to me, I'll. No, no. For me, it was just about like, like you know, feeling the like connecting with the vibe of of the podcast is I think that's what I was talking about right yeah like I that's something that I really enjoy is like just listening in a conversation and just like learning something new or something different get a different perspective and so yeah uh <clears throat> right yeah right there it came back to me now so that's like I think that in today's landscape 
like just overall in the world that is at least here and where we are today that is a key piece that is missing is like like free speech in a way like how else are we supposed to like refine our thoughts and our beliefs if we're not able to like communicate them out of fear or whatever it is mm. you know we hesitate we don't know right like that's it's like it's almost like sure there's there's some people that are just observant and they do it quietly some people need to talk about it there's different ways that you can kind of like sh- uh yeah. shape your thoughts and your beliefs right so i think that and th- that's probably a theme for a lot of these podcasts that are out there today is just like people trying to push that idea of like hey like we need to talk we need to have discourse we need to um and that's the only way like we can uh rid of ignorance we can you know be better so that's that's kind of like the other the other uh angle that i'm coming at this right right yeah. right but i think it's also okay to have like <clears throat> like having a bit of ignorance in the sense and when we when we talk about these things and within reason yeah within reason of course like i'll obviously not be offensive <laughs> <laughs> well ignorance doesn't necessarily mean offensive <laughs> just plead, plead ignorance every time. <laughs> <laughs> yes all that you don't get canceled <laughs> Oh right! By the way, we didn't introduce Mochi, did we? Oh, we didn't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, this should, they saw this the is the main, the main. This is the main podcast host. She yeah. brought us all together. She's spiritual guide, podcast host. Um, what else? Mascot. Mask. Oh, mascot. That's mascot. a great idea. That's a good. Yeah, yeah. That's a good. The mochi show. <laughs> the mochi show. Hey. Oh, which, which brings us. We don't know. Did we? Did you say that we don't know what the the name of title of this no, podcast no, will be? No, no, no. Mm. Um. I mean, if if the listeners have any idea, then please let us know. But we first have to figure out like what like what this podcast is about. Right. Yeah, yeah, really, and then come on. So before we get to that, so like the reason why I want to do like meta commentary on what we decide the podcast is about mm-hmm. is usually the first podcast doesn't have like that many viewers, right? Like yeah. in some point down the line, like maybe like you know what you say or like what topic catches, and then eventually it reaches like a wider audience. Yeah. But then it becomes really fun. At least I've done it to like, I don't know, like influencers or whoever like I like watch. Like I'll scroll back to see what their first video mm. was. And that's where it's the most fun. And I think that if we put like us planning the podcast out and like actually like, I don't know, like actually do the meta like inception of it. Yeah. That's like a lot more fun for like whatever. It's like a time capsule more than it is like. Absolutely. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah. Actually yeah. explaining to the viewer, however confusing that may be. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think in in such a like filtered world, being so raw and like, you know, because we are we are being like we're we're at the roots level of this, and we're just putting ourselves out there. Mm-hmm. I think that is very cool. You rarely see that. I think nowadays. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like. Uh, yeah. That that was the thing that was missing for me is like when I was like even just looking into the tech tech podcast or any sort of like STEM kind of based podcast. To me, the issue is like you know, they always sounded kind of a little bit professional or a little bit like, like, I mean, yeah, not scripted. Like, I mean, there's unscripted ones, but like when they have conversations with, it's almost feels like a zoom meeting in a way, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you know that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and 
like it's just like that doesn't is not the vibe i get with my friends when i talk with tech about like cool tech stuff with my friends and even when i like there was other podcasts where they have a little bit more in like it's informal they're in a group or whatever and talking but it just still sounds very stiff and and i was like you know what's missing yeah in all this tech kind of space is like i think you know where you know you're just shooting the shit because that's when mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of creative ideas come from too is like being able to shoot the shit and and so that's what i yeah that so that, i think that was like what inspired me at least to want to do a podcast i wonder why that is like why is there such a overlap between like uh content creators and tech and also like that suit vibe because i think like first of all like <clears throat> with that tech people in general uh we have we tend to be much more introverted or i think like even the way we go about in conversations might be a little bit more monotone like at least i feel like i can be quite monotonic in in ways um i mean i maybe i don't sound like that right now but i think often i might Mm -hmm. um and so it's like a little bit more robotic i would say right so sometimes i get that vibe even when i'm in when i'm like having conversations at work or whatever sometimes it can sound like a little bit robotic um between different people and and but that thing is like when you're with your friends and you're having a conversation you know you might light up right you might you know have a different kind of you joke around and have that energy and so maybe the maybe the chemistry is not there maybe between different pod like in other yeah. podcasts maybe that's it or and so yeah. it becomes a professional kind of interaction or yeah i don't know what it is but i it definitely was not something that um sounds like anything that any of the convers- great conversations i've had with yeah. people yeah yeah no i think that's one of the like unique aspects of us three like the the dynamic is that we we all have obviously we're vastly different in our own ways and in the way we think the way we see the world and what i what i noticed with us especially when we're sitting down in the gym floor having a conversation versus other people is that we kind of like like we we mesh in a different way like one of us will maybe a little bit more formal or like monotone or whatever and then somebody else will like like i'll come in and i'll throw in a different angle and all of a sudden like i could see in your eyes like other things start to like Mm. and then you your your kind of approach changes so like this is kind of like no homo but we like We're getting to the pod. <laughs> we are getting political. Oh yeah, is that, is that hashtag? Was that, is that like an outdated hashtag? That... Yeah, it's an outdated thing. Okay, pa- like quick pause because I'm I want to make sure we get mochi on this. I'm gonna tilt the camera by like quick like five degrees. <laughs> this is gonna point at our pants. <laughs> you have a problem with that? <laughs> no fun that side. Wait, you're wearing like really short shorts. Uh, that's very uh Yeah, that's that's Oh, you want to show off the short shorts. You want to show off your legs, right? Gara shorts. Gara. Wait, Gara. what are you going to say? That's very what? Um <laughs> scandalous. Scandalous. Oh, it's very very okay, you know, the, the shorts review. It it says love in Japanese and it's Hey, hey but you know those quads. Those Look quads. at this. Yeah, bro, that's that's from all the... I like this frame a lot better, actually. I don't know, like the height. 
Oh, really? Hits. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right. That's good to know. Okay, now I have to show what... No, no, I know what Gara is. But does everybody else? <laughs> no, 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 you don't have to... Sh- <laughs> you know, no, 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 if we, if we want to show it on, on, on this, the actual video... Okay. Usually you would do a screen share, but that's fine. You could do it this way. Yeah, how do other podcasters do this? Right. Oh, I you do can want do to screen like... capture on, on the software. Oh, so what? Do we, like, kind of lower our, like, view to, like, the bottom right or something? No, 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 no. Like, I would control. There's always someone that's controlling the computer, the yeah. feed. Right. And so so I would, like, you know, let's say I have my browser open. I'd feed mm-hmm. in the browser to the... And then what? Our faces would disappear? Kind of. In a yeah, way. yeah. Or, or like, I have to learn how to use the software so that, like, you know, how... Yeah, you know, like, like Twitch streamers do it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah, can yeah. do that. You can do that. I think yeah. Twitch streamers use, I think, OBS. I'm yeah. not sure, but uh, I'll have to figure that out. That's that's uh, homework for me, guys. So, yeah. W- would you ever want to stream this? I think, I think like, uh, I think, one, yeah, one, I think, like, for a special episode, we should stream it. Yeah, like as maybe a live episode for sure. Like we should think of different formats, but I wouldn't do that every episode, obviously. But like I, I think like if we build a fan base or anything like that, or build a listeners, I think it would be really cool to have like a, a live show. Yeah. Wait, but you said like obviously you wouldn't every time. So why not? Like, because I I think like even, well. If there's something that's like a little bit off base or something like that, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know about like direct, you know, uh, having that be yeah, that's like because definitely... we still haven't even figured out that you know how this format is gonna work out and all that stuff, yeah. right? But maybe like once we get into a rhythm, maybe you know a live stream would be a good idea, but but we if without that rhythm. <laughs> like i know you say you should say pretty sus things you know i mean like it might get a little bit chaotic yes <laughs> chaotic. Um, yeah you're the joker so yeah we get like we would get our give the fan base a, a live live performance is that how it is is that how we're thinking no, yeah, like a streaming, like you know, like Twitch or something. Okay, you know? okay. Yeah, like in, like instead of like this would just be a pass through to Twitch, and then we would also post in other places, but it would also like be on Twitch at first, right? I, yeah, I mean that's obviously very, because then you can't edit anything. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We need some more experience before we get to that level. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need we need to hit a rhythm, and then and then we'll be right, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Rhythm. A podcast rhythm. Do you think there's like people coaching people how to become podcasters? There's got to be, right? Well, there is. I know, like, uh, you know, if you're going to get media training, right? Like, right. there's like, you know, you can even go to university or school whatever, for communications. Publicists and things like that. Like, is that? Well, like you take like a communications course and, mm-hmm. you know, like that teaches you how to be a broadcaster or, you know, to be a, like on TV, like on the news. Yeah. And I'm sure there's like, in a lot of these, you know, colleges, they probably have podcasting uh, yeah. courses. Um, and I, I think online too, like maybe Skillshare or something like that. Sure. Future sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm saying we need, I think that that would be going against what we're trying to do here is that we don't want to be like, like, like we don't want to, we want to figure this out ourselves we don't want somebody else to come teach us like oh this is how you're supposed to do it i think that's what makes this fun for me is just like going through this journey 
and finding that rhythm ourselves. I'm definitely that type of learner, right. way more than I am the courseware. And we were talking about this before, and because I was talking about it with a friend, like, I mean, which way is the better way of learning? And if, like most things, there's no answer. But like, you know, going through a formal structured program and then doing it or making your own mistakes and then doing it. It totally, of course, depends on who you are, I think. But mm -hmm. um, I think we all are the, you know, move fast and figure it out type of people. I, I, I'm a mix because mm -hmm. my background comes from not right. move fast. So like, yeah. I mean, Research. my, <clears throat> yeah, like, yeah, I'd say like my, so for all your listeners, like my background is in uh so i was in like uh robotics basically mechatronics engineering and then and then i went into quantum computing and and for grad school but i'm a dropout so um <laughs> wow. he just brags about it and it's like no i yeah I, I, yeah that's right of course i'm gonna brag about it and it's like oh i dropped out I, i'm the next suck i'm the next gate you know brown brown zuck that's right <laughs> The Bruck. The... <laughs> uh, where was I? Yeah. So, like, I think for me, like, <clears throat> uh, growing up, I'm much. I was much more like a philosophical type of person, right? So, like, I was, and I'm still am, like, much more of a reflective type of person, and that is like my innate nature. But then, like, I think I developed that ability to be just like get shit done when I was um, uh, in grad school, because like because my Huh. Yeah, because like the people around me were that type of personality. I forget. Were you in a thesis space or like a yeah thesis space? Oh, yeah. but, so I wouldn't have thought that. I figured like in a more actually no, the opposite is the core space, right? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So because of that, I that's I got my training and like or like that was my first kind of taste of just like being in that state. So like because usually what I like to do like is like read up a lot and like learn as much as i can and absorb and, and basically procrastinate and then like learn 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 until i'm like it's like a waterfall so i'm like now i really feel like i want to act and i just go after it right um mm. and then i just go all out like super all out um but but now i'm i yeah like being in the industry definitely makes me more focused on doing just getting the shit done you know, kind of mentality yeah, I, I read this phrase. It was um, it has to do what we were talking about. I didn't really like do a deep dive into it, but I will. It was like falling in love with failure, mm. and I think that is that is definitely like an approach that I've taken in life. Um, like just like uh, trial by fire kind of thing, like being thrown in the deep end and then trying to figure out mm. how to. Um, how to navigate my way um so i would say i'm definitely a mix too but definitely more on leaning more on the on the practical side right yeah so like for podcasts like i think for me <clears throat> the way i mean both of you're talking about doing trial by fire but for me i i, I want to do more of a balance for myself so like obviously i i'm learning how to use the software i'm learning how to obviously the audio quality isn't the way i want it right now but um and those things are going to take some learnings and obviously those you wouldn't just like 
do trial and error. Those would be things that a lot of other people have solved already and trying to figure yeah, it out. Which is also why you know way more than us about, like, I didn't know what an XLR cable was before. So, last week. having said, like, the reason why I know this kind of stuff in the first place is because I was um, in the radio club in high school. Ah. Yeah. That is the most band camp <laughs> type of thing that is... I've ever heard. <laughs> You're a different kind of nerd. You feel different. I was told in high school, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm not a nerd. I'm a super nerd. Like, I was like, I'm a nerd nerd is what a lot of people called me. A nerd nerd. Yeah, yeah, nerd yeah. Nerd squared. Nerd squared. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So, like, but I would also, like, DJ, like, so one of the proms, or not proms, but one of the high school dances, like, I DJed a little bit, um, I wasn't the main DJ, but mm. I got a chance to DJ a bit, so it's cool. Yeah, mm. yeah, and, and had a radio segment during noon, and I would uh, play all the great hip hop tracks, like yeah, you know, like not the mainstream ones, like the the more underground type. So yeah, yeah. and then everyone's like, "Whoa, that was so cool! Like, what what music was that?" And I'm like, uh, <laughs> "Wait, so you wouldn't tell them?" No, I obviously have to tell. Oh, okay. You should have kept it to yourself. <laughs> Why? It's like raises your value, supply and demand. Yeah, see, like at the time, track. I was not a capitalist at the, at the time. <laughs> You're going right to it. <laughs> we don't have to go there. Yeah. But go ahead, yeah. Okay, so going back to the podcast. So, um, so I think the idea is like, I think we all agree on is mm-hmm. like getting that, like being able to teach, being able to like, uh, ensure that the listener gets gets something out of it in terms of, like they get to learn something um um and the other element is like doing it in a way and and the way we do it is by you know being a little bit more relaxed and um you know not being being more informal right not being mm-hmm. so so stuck up a little bit you know? yeah 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 going with the flow going with the flow yeah 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 agreed Cool. Cool. Yeah, so. Does that does that <laughs> fist bumps? Sorry, fist bumps. Fist bumps. So, like, having said all that, like, um, do you should we talk about the name, or is there any other thing that we need to talk about? What we want to do with the podcast? Uh-huh. The name is a good place to go. Are we already gonna say? I was just gonna say, like, we did, we did, like, um, talk about quite a few things, but the main, like, I think that the most important thing is that kind of like overarching message and theme of this podcast so maybe we should reiterate that maybe now or even just at the end just so that mm. that is well captured because i think right, we bounce right. around it is a little bit of adhd in this room like, right yeah yeah <laughs> we're like yeah. going through 10 different things yeah so we don't have to do it now but like at some point like maybe at the like conclusion like we should we should just kind of uh come back to that for sure yeah i think i think um no, we can even say something now. Like, let's say if we had to say in one sentence what this podcast is. Mm-hmm. Um, say you want to give it a shot as a like as a first try, and then you can go after that. Sure, putting him on the spot. Yeah. No, oh, he's he's good. He's good. Tech, microphone, dog, <laughs> three men, <laughs> three men. <laughs> Three men and a dog. <laughs> oh, God. We're going to define what a man is now. <laughs> Did you already go there? <laughs> no, no I, mean like, I mean, like, I mean, like, in the sense that, like, 
that definition has changed over time, you know, like not not in terms of like oh, no, like I meant like in like like you know how like back in the day, like a man meant like you had to like kill a tiger or like you know what I mean? Like you had to oh. be like rough and rigid and now it's like so we're going already blue pill red. <laughs> you think I should have said three boys? Is that what you're saying? We just should just gender X. Okay, okay. <laughs> three people. Three people. Three adults. Uh, three adults. adults. Yeah, how, how about we do that? Yeah. I didn't know that could be misconstrued. No, do you think you're a man? I just came okay. back from Belize and I was in a jungle and I was like, I'm not, a, I'm not a man. I, I wouldn't feel. I feel like a man, but okay. But it took me. It took depends me. Depends where you are, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But Wait, it took me. Your jungle, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> go, go, go with the jungle. Go, go with the jungle. I don't like. Sure, like when I'm in the confines of like, like a established city. Yeah, I feel like a man. But when I was out in the wild, like I saw that we were these tour guides, and like they were like showing us around, and like. You could see that the the level of like wisdom and the level of like life experience like they had. I guess we have more like analytical and like like yeah. academic mm -hmm. experience, but they were like yeah. hands like like machetes right here, like protecting an entire group of people that is following them from like uh, jaguars and like these things. So I was like, it was it was uh, what is the word emasculating? Like, masculine, like you mean you were, you felt like you were, masculine, I guess, emasculate, emasculate, right? Yeah, 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 one of those. Yeah, English is like my fourth language, so I'm. I just people are gonna have to really prepare, like but... the me saying that made you have like a minor existential crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we have so many of those where you guys will say something and I'll be like. What? Oh. <laughs> you know, like you, you know, guys. I thought those like war films where you're, you're, they're, it just BTS. close up, yeah, close up of a soldier and he just has eyes. <laughs> that's me. That's me. <laughs> just Vietnam flashbacks. <laughs> We're not men. You don't know what that is. You don't know what it's like. <laughs> Goes to Billy's once. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Go on. So. See, this is what I mean. We just. We had one objective, and now we're talk. We're we're having an existential. No, 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 obviously, like yeah, that that that's something we need to fix for sure. Is getting that flow a little bit better, but that'll come over time. Okay. But that's what podcasts were supposed to be. Like, I always see people bouncing around, or else how are we supposed to talk about like one? No, no, no. We right? we can no, we can, but there's yeah. always one person who's kind of like keeping them like yeah. after a certain point. You True. know, after a certain digression, getting them back on. Track. True, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to play that role, but I'm okay. doing a terrible job of that. Anxiety? No, my legs always bounce. Always. I don't know why. What? <laughs> it was oh, bouncing you were like crazy. Oh, his leg was bouncing? Yeah, yeah it was I'm like... I'm pretty oh, sure that's yeah. anxiety, no? Is that anxiety? No, no, no. no. It's just a tick. It's a... It's, it's like a... I, I do that too. It's a tick. Okay. It's yeah. like... You know, you're just. Uh... I feel so much calmer now. Thank you. <laughs> no worries. You're it definitely created anxiety. If that, <laughs> if that didn't come from anxiety, it was created. Maybe it's something that your brain links with anxiety. You did it whenever you're anxious. When you yeah. Were... But now, now it triggers it, even though you don't have a lot of anxiety. Yeah. 
Okay. All right. I mean, cool. all right. So we talked about. Okay. I mean, this is interesting though because like we're talking a little bit about anxiety. We're talking about what it means to be a man or whatever, right? Like manhood. I mean, maybe we can cover those as part of the you know podcast as podcast too as a a topic or a segment just because it's relevant to us as people. You know, working in tech as well, right? So maybe that's something else too. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot. There's it's a, it's it's vast. Sorry, you didn't finish. So tech, dog, three people, microphone, microphone. Okay, okay, that's you. And thanks, B, for correct the the gender correction. Yeah, okay, for sure. Uh, B, um, one sentence. Try one sentence. sentence. Try roughly one sentence. That's gonna be tough, man. Um, Knowledge, bonding, um, putting ourselves, putting myself out there. Okay, cool. Yeah. This was initially supposed to be a sentence. Now it's keyword. No, it's just key. I just followed the lead. <laughs> okay. I, I thought about it, and then I'm like, ah, oh, this is thinking of an Apple advertisement right now. No, just just like, it would have been a, it would have been a massive run-on sentence if I did one sentence. So okay, okay, I'll I'll give it a I'll give it a whirl. Please, yeah. so please. Huh. shooting the shit in tech as well. Okay. Oh no, or shooting the shit in tech. Spirituality and life in general. Well-being. Yeah, I like that right. better because shooting the shit in tech just is too vague, and I think a lot of podcasts could say that. Yeah. Okay. Shooting, shooting the shit on tech and life. Tech and life. Yeah. Yeah. Or something like that. I don't know. Or tech, life, and spirituality, or something like that. I, mean, I don't know. But uh, the shooting the shit part is like when I originally envisioned what the podcast is. Shooting the shit is the words that came to my mind. Really. Yeah, yeah. What if we make it like, like, I don't know, like different than shooting the shit, like shooting the pee or something. <laughs> like, you know, like <laughs> shooting the shit is like very, like, what? used a lot. Oh, wait, you want to do something more original? Is what saying? else can you shoot? Are we jumping the title right <laughs> wait, wait, now? Why do you have to shoot the shit? Like, why is shooting the shit? Oh, because like, you're just splatting on different ideas. That's the idea, right? Oh. You're throwing different ideas. So that's shooting the shit. I'm guessing that's what. But that's, that's put the stickies on the the wall. You know what my favorite things to do is to look at the shoot origins the of things from ChatGPT. It could totally. Or how about how about use ChatGPT and ask, shoot like what are other ways of saying shooting the shit? How about that? How about we do that? Okay. Should we talk about like our our AI paramour? Oh no 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 no! Listeners, this uh, <laughs> this uh, we have a secret in store. Oh right. Um, we won't reveal it today. We won't reveal it. Maybe maybe I don't know if if episode two will have it, but but we will have it very soon, and and uh, it's a surprise, and um, you'll enjoy. It. I love how you say listeners, but it could literally be. Yeah, just no is the only one <laughs> that will ever I mean, hear this listen, conversation. Listen, we have to be aspirational here. I, I totally, one hundred percent. Like I'm there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. At least you know, at least one listener will be my mom. So. Oh, you know, okay, that's cute, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so okay. we will at least have a single listener. Oh. You know? Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, 
I'm I'm gonna show this to my girlfriend. I don't want to say her name on like obviously, obviously. <laughs> um, and she's probably gonna turn it off by now. There's no way she's gonna get to this. No, 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 no listener will except your family members. Yeah, at most, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we do have interesting, you know, clips that we can we can take from. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think we'd have some good good snippets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, what what'd you find? Uh, Typing. Chatting, shooting the breeze, shooting the chewing the fat, talking shop, <laughs> talking <laughs> shop. <laughs> now that's being a man, you know, like talking <laughs> shop, having a chin wag, <laughs> a chin wag, bantering. But this is getting more and more British. But what is the what is the kind of the where did it come from? This... Uh, where was the source of that? Then yeah. Thing? A bit of American slang that has evolved over time. Its origins, like many slang expressions, are somewhat murky. It always starts with that. Um, the term likely evolved from similar expressions like shooting the breeze. Okay, so that one's... Really, that, that one's been there before. Okay. Hmm. The shooting part of these phrases might originally stem from the idea of shooting the breeze or the shit as being akin to aimlessly firing away. There you go. Oh. Yeah. So so wait, but the way you phrased it, you were literally picking up poop and then throwing it at the wall. No, 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 no. But it's like, it but it's a splat. I think it was no, more no. like he was shooting it into the toilet. No, 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 no. I was thinking like a splat, like all wait, these splats on the wall. picking it up. <laughs> wait, what? Both of those are wrong. No, they're no, definitely no. about shooting like a gun into like poop. Dad's wait, gone. shooting the gun into poop? Yeah, yeah, this is definitely like where. Why are we saying like... poop? <laughs> well, yeah. Feces? Shit. Defecation? Shit. <laughs> I don't know. I Poop rolls off the tongue. Okay. Shooting the poop. Wait, does it? How does poop roll off the tongue? <laughs> like, because you're doing. <laughs> I don't know. No. <laughs> like, do you guys know how, like, Saved by the Bell came from? What, it came from somewhere? Yeah. Like, so save, save, no, 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 no. Saved by the Bell came from, like, no, back in the day. he doesn't know what Saved by the Bell is. Oh, you don't know what Saved by the Bell is. That, that's He's from Saved young. by the Bell. What is this? Is it a show? Yeah. No, yeah, like, it's a, it's a show, too, but, like, you know, something happens, and then, like, the bell, bell rings. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay, but it that's came it. from something. So what it came from was, like, back in the day, like, I'm, I'm thinking, oh, like, 1600s, 1800s. <clears throat> I don't know the, I don't know the dates. Somebody mm. fact check that. In England, there was, like, there was that disease. Yeah. I don't know what it was called, but the plague. I don't know what it was, but what was happening was like people were getting buried, but they weren't actually dying. So they found that out by like they opened up like a coffin and they saw scratch marks or something like Jesus. that. So what happened was they then they ended up like tying something to people's hands when they buried them, so that when when they if they weren't actually dead, they would like move and then the bell would ring and oh. they would come and save them so it's called literally saved by the bell wow you guys didn't know that that's crazy yeah, that, that's like, like it's raining cats and dogs have you guys heard of the term yeah, yeah yeah okay that comes from something too like there was like like cats and dogs it would be like on moose or something and then it would rain and then they would fall something like that and then that's where the whole term came or phrase came from did you learn these from chat gbt no 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 this was like in school you guys never taught like, you this at school? Yeah, some of one of our like so English dark. teachers. Yeah, it it's is very so dark. so dark for something we say like you know. Shoot yeah. the shit. Well, I mean, most skin sayings are like skin yeah. the cat. Oh okay, yeah, Steve, yeah, there. Yeah. This is this is where we got it. So, 
The phrase, shoot the shit, is thought to have emerged around the mid-20th century, possibly among American soldiers during World War II or shortly thereafter. The idea behind the phrase relates to the concept of soldiers engaging in casual conversation during downtime, shooting the breeze, or just passing time with idle talk. The term shit in this context just doesn't refer to anything specific, but is used to emphasize the informal, often trivial nature of the conversation. Over time, shoot the shit has widely been used in civilian life to describe casual conversations where the topics aren't serious. But I feel like these are very serious conversations, so maybe shoot the shit isn't. Or it can get serious. It can get serious. That's it can serious. get serious, okay. Yeah. Um, Raining. All right, so I guess... Uh, that's some historical context. But I think I think my my definition sounds uh, sounds good. Like yeah. in terms of like like you know it sounds I think like more how it sounds intuitive, right? I think throwing shit on the wall. Yeah. Tell you an idea. Anyway, all right. So in terms of the we were off track in terms of, in terms of the name of the podcast. What are you guys thinking? I was originally like. Thinking like tech debt, but then I don't think that's original, is it? Like, is there something I've never heard of that? You want to look it up? Should we get technical and dump all of this like, like, speech to text into like an LLM and then let it figure out what the thing is, what the title of it would be? Yeah, we could do that, right? Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Wait. So, like, what what do we ask it? Wait, LLM. Should we be defining these things when we talk? Because I feel like. Oh yeah, yeah. We probably should. Yes, you're a good point. So LLM, like, I mean, an LLM is like, um, you know, what ChatGPT basically is is an LLM, which is a large language model. So it's just a type of machine learning model that is specifically very large. (laughs) So it takes a lot of compute, um, takes a lot of hardware, a lot of, yeah. Uh, a lot of compute to be able to 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 run and the model specifically deals with language or natural language processing which is in this particular case spitting out um you know sentences or words or whatever depending on what your question is so similar to what you see in chat or no it is what we see in chat gpt but there's other use cases too right so it's generating text and it's essentially guessing very accurately what the next word will be yes okay yeah I wonder what the threshold is for it to be a large model. Yeah, I mean, I guess like where you, uh, in order to train it, you can't be, um, you know, a pleb, shall we say? A pleb. <laughs> What's a pleb? Uh, you, can't, you can't be a commoner. Like you, you can't. You can't be. You have to be. You know. How did you make this discussion classes? <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I can't afford, I can't afford to train. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess there are large language models now that that I would be able to fine tune per se, which means making a little bit of change to like train these models. I can make a little bit of effect to improve them for my own use cases. But for the most part, if you want to train a model from scratch, it's usually your Microsoft's or OpenAI's or, you know, these major companies that are, that collect tons of data and spend 20 million, 50 million dollars just training a single model. So when you see something like in ChatGPT, you know, you're seeing like when you're using ChatGPT, that's a model that, you know, 50 million dollars probably were spent just training it. Yeah. Not 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 accounting for all the engineering salaries and you know right. and all the other, you know, experiments. Huge resources. Yeah. Yeah. What is it at 1.7 trillion, 1.75 trillion parameters now? 
I have no idea. Yeah, and it's 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 held secret, right? So is it? Uh, yeah, but I think uh, there's like a hot. What's his name? Seven six trillion. Seven rumors though. It's rumored, yeah. and the thing is, it's also um, rumored to be a, a mixture of experts. So what I mean by that is, it's not one model, but you have a mm. bunch of models that might have more either specialization or have only seen you know certain types of data or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. and um, you're using that collection of models to be able to generate a response. So, um, but we don't know. And so that might be also a way of like breaking down the number of parameters needed, um, you know, to train in one single model. So who knows? I'm not exactly sure. Um, I think George Hotz's name or whatever, kind of like, yeah, that's what revealed it one time or something or found, you know, from the, I used to watch George Hotz a lot. Yeah. Like live stream coding is actually very, very impressive. Really? Yeah. Yeah. George, George Hotz. He has, um, tiny. He's the owner of tiny, tiny. I think it's called tiny. It's called tiny now. It used to be comma AI or maybe it is comma. It may, yeah, I think it's comma. Yeah, yeah, it's still a thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, George Hoss is this guy who, like, originally, I think he was like only a, a teenager or something like that when he, um, what did he do? He, he jailbroke the PS4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not he, PS4 before that. Yeah, I guess. one of the PlayStation. So he was the sick. first person to do it. Yeah. And he's like a really great programmer. But then that's what made him like, like ultimately famous or start this company is that he created his own self-driving. Um, software as just using webcams. So you, the original one was like you could take any car mm-hmm. and you just take your webcam or camera and you mount it on the dash. Just one. I think at the time it was just one. Wow. And and he had software and then you ha- it was basically a self-driving car. Mm-hmm. And that was POC or, or as a prototype. And then he built a company off of that basically. What's it called? Comma AI? Is it? Yeah, yeah, Comma AI. Yeah. Did Sony come after him for jailbreaking the PlayStation? I have no idea. Yeah. yeah I... Anyway, so he, he has insider information because he knows all those tech people. And so he, I think, I think he might have like spilled the beans on what that, the number of parameters were um, for, for that chat, chat GPT, or no, GPT-4. Um, yeah, so... But yeah, his live stream was sick. He like uh leave like live code like a slam, simultaneous location mapping, you know, an algorithm that'll like um basically tell you where you are and also give you like uh like basically a map of everything around you. And he would follow like a research paper on like one half of the screen and then code it like live while making alterations to it. Um Wow. Yeah. yeah. It would it would go for eight impressive. to like twelve hours straight. It's not like he would stop. Like, I, he'd, like, get up to get water and then come back. And it was a 12-hour, like, live stream. And he'd, like, finish. I, I couldn't watch them because, like, there'd be... T- he would digress a lot, too. Like, yeah. he'd be, like, what? He would just go on Reddit or something like that and talk about, like, Paul, yeah. like, something political or something. I don't know, whatever it may be. Yeah, yeah And then go back cool. to coding. And so it's not, like... So it's not for me, like, as the viewer. Like, I would... I mean, I'm sure it's interesting to watch all that. But, like, I also want to know how to what he's coding and so i don't know which parts of the video he's actually doing coding so i always end up uh yeah so i i couldn't uh you know get tuned in or get too interested in it but 
but the stuff he does is really cool for sure. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a great resource resource for asp- aspiring coders. Yes, so for sure. Like I feel, I feel like I would have loved to watch that when I was an undergrad. So maybe you yeah. should when I first should link that as a yeah as sure a resource. Yeah, yeah. People want to. By the way, so I the can... name is um, yeah. So it's at so can you mark down the time? Sure. Yeah. Um. So so like yeah. So what I want to. So the guy's name is, just to spell it out, G-E-O-R-G-E, last name Hotz, H-O-T-Z, or any Canadians out there, Z. Um, and so, yeah, he it's like, like even watching his interviews, it's really interesting. Yeah, if okay. you just watch his interviews. Yeah. Has he been on somebody else's podcast? Yeah, like Lex Friedman. Oh, he's been on Lex? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I gotta check it out yeah. then. For sure. He had like some sort of... I don't know if this is just true, but some sort of weird deal with, like, Elon Musk. Because he deals with self-driving a lot, right? And so, I forget what it was. I don't want to, like, spread misinformation. But, like, it was, like, Elon was going to, like, pay him, like, a whole bunch of money if he could figure it out in six months. Otherwise, he would pay him nothing. Or something, like, weird like that. Sounds like something Elon would do. (laughs) Uh, Okay. I'm I'm talking like I know. Oh, what the heck? What? What? There's a thumbs up that just showed up on the software. Wow. Like on our video feed, and I have no idea where that thumbs up came from. That is creepy. Was it like a realistic looking thumb or like an emoji? <laughs> like the, the emoji kind of thing. Oh. I don't know if it's my phone that's doing that because we're filming through our phone, through my phone. Anyway, that's really weird. Okay. We have one listener. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're like accidentally live streaming all of it. <laughs> they agree with what we're saying. It's George Hodgson. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you hacked into your computer. Yeah. Um, all right. So we haven't come up with the name yet. Uh, I think so- that's TBD for now. Oh, that's so I got to post something when I post it. TBD. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm going to upload this. This is going to have to be something. TBD pilot. The furry show. No, 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 no. That's a little sus. It's a little sus. It's a little sus. Should it be like one word or should we have it like as a, as a, like a open-ended kind of. How about what, what comes to your mind? Like if you're just like, you know, think of something quick, like what, what comes to your mind? No, just just blurt it out. Mm, Corners. (laughs) (laughs) Corners. Corners. Um, common folk. Common folk. <laughs> the common folk podcast. Common folk. Wow, <laughs> that's a, that's a very interesting. That's very interesting. <laughs> We're being uh, classes okay, now. Okay, let's actually let's like look at what ChatGPT thinks. Uh, I I feel like I still feel like we should just dump the transcripts into into chat gpt and, and let it let it serve and then we can like yeah we could um prompt engineer it or whatever to like mm. like if we want it to be something specific like let's say you want to add some latin in there or you want it to be more of an open-ended phrase versus like one cool mashup of different words like i feel like it could do that very well based on the conversations we have okay i mean sure why don't we okay we could do tbd like we could uh, if, oh, okay, wait, say it's got Tech things. ease and policy breeze. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, 
<laughs> we may slightly touch on political things, and now half of the thing is tech. Wait, tech ease? Tech ease and policy breeze. <laughs> Yo, you know, I, I kind of dig it. <laughs> Chill tech health wave. Nope. Mind bites. <laughs> Pixels and politics? Okay, no, this is... <laughs> Less politics, chat GPT. Yeah, less emphasis. But like maybe like shooting the shit in tech, and you really wanted to have shooting, <laughs> the, shit have shooting the shit. No, no, no I'm not want. saying. No, no, no. I'm saying use that as a as a prompt cue for for chatting. Pixels to peace. The health edit. Mind bites. Tech meets tranquility. <laughs> Digital downtime. <laughs> tech and wellness. The chill tech connection. Health hacks and digital dialogues. Wired for wellness. These are catchy. I'll give it that, you know? The calm code. The calm balanced code. bites. These do, like, represent our vibe. <laughs> the calm mm. code? Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, none of them are good. But <laughs> I'm thinking processing. But they're good for, like... Should it be catchy? Should it be something that, like... It doesn't need, need to be catchy, per se. Or should it be something that is, like kind of summarizes what we're doing at a philosophical level, like at a, at a 10,000 feet level, like unraveling, I don't know. Some, you, you know, know what I mean? Like, technically, we could use a name that already exists as long as it's in a different industry, like Apple. Like, you can create a shoemaker called Apple, and it's like, you know, it's legal. Yeah, the thing is, like, tech to, is there is there a podcast named Tech to, <laughs> <laughs> No, no, because no, like it's a tech is a very common thing to say, but like obviously the Joe like Rogan experience, the Joe Rogan experience part two. There's a podcast I listened to the other day called the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. And all they did was review <laughs> Joe Rogan yeah. like podcasts. Yeah, that was Check that was frustrating because like I remember like there was an era in TV where there was always like the post TV show show like I remember like after Walking Dead there was like oh, a right. talk show about after hours of the Walking Dead and a talk about that and like, yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah, so yeah. like I remember that what was it called the, the after no there was a cat it was it was it Talking to, Dead the Talking Dead <laughs> that's what it was called oh man it's that is yeah. like how they're devoted to to a show do you have to be to watch the show and be like, you know what? I want to hear what every character has to say about how they made that episode. <laughs> and then you spend another hour. Yeah. The same length of the show, right? The same length. Oh, damn. There yeah. is a, a podcast called Tech Debt Burndown. Okay. Which is... Do you know what? Have you ever watched the show Halt and Catch Fire? Mm -mm. Like it was a tech show. Like it was a great TV show. It's a great TV show. Everyone should watch it. The it's Halton, like okay, halt, halt and catch fire. Um, it's like a TV show about like startups doing a startup. Really? Right. Yeah. And but like it's a drama, and um, Halton. I feel like I would like this a lot. Oh, you'd love it. It's a uh, yeah, like a lot of like, tech people. Like H A L T O N. No, halt and halt and okay. Yeah, catch fire. So that. The halt and catch fire is a phrase in in in, in uh, computer science or computing. I think it has to do with the Turing machine. Mm. Um, I can't quite remember. Um, 
Should, yeah. Should or we, not, yeah. Should we explain who Alan Turing is? Who Alan Turing is? Yeah. Uh, Turing is a very famous, famous mathematician. Father of computer science, no? Yeah, I guess you could say father of programming or father, no, I mean father of computer yeah. science. And so he was a mathematician and um, he created this idea of the Turing machine, which is like basically like a, a mathematical way, a mathematical object where you can do computations of them, right? And so that's the basis of doing a lot of proofs of certain algorithms, whether an algorithm is feasible in polynomial time, like whether you can actually, you know, if you write up some sort of computer program, will it actually compute in time, like in a reasonable amount of time? So you can use that math the Turing machine as a mathematical object to do these types of proofs. Um, and this guy, you know, single hand, like not single hand, not single hand, yeah. but he was very, very uh, critical to winning World War II because he broke the Enigma machine, which was the German. machines that the Germans were using to communicate with one another in secret. And so he was able to basically decrypt it. Um, and unfortunately, uh, because he was a homosexual, mm -hmm. the British government uh, made him do chemical castration. And then I think he had depression or something like that and may have taken his own life at that point. But um, but yeah, it was an unfortunate life that he had for such a hero. Um, but, you know, every, you know, when we talk about computer science or I don't have a background in computer science, but when we do talk about anything in computer science, you know, Turing's name comes up a lot. Right. There was a movie about him too, right? And yeah, that yeah. Movie, yeah. Somebody played. What, what's it called? I'm trying to look it up. Um, Doctor Strange. No, it. yeah, Doctor Strange. That guy, Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. That was a movie about him. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. <laughs> it's just a some imitation game. Some game. Imitation. Imitation game. game yeah. yeah, I watched. Really yeah. good. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. Yeah, you want to keep us on track. Yeah, Captain? yeah. So in terms of the um, name, we will come up with the name during, you know, hopefully uh, the next week or whatever, or during the week. And uh, by the time this gets posted, hopefully there's a name associated with this podcast. So, um, so however you discovered this, well, that's the name. And yeah. we actually don't know the name of our own podcast in episode one. And you do. So as the listener, you wow. know the name. You're time traveling. You're in the future. That's yeah. right. right. That's amazing. Yeah. We don't even know the name of our own podcast for episode one, but the listener does. How crazy is that? Even though we already recorded it for the listener, the listener knows. Listener knows. Isn't that so weird? That's that's how time travel works. Okay. Thank is you. Is it actually? Yeah. It moves forward. <laughs> that's all we know. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that so that's that. Um, so we, we talked about the uh, a bit about the podcast, and hopefully we didn't bore any of you. Probably we did. Hundred um, percent, we did. Hundred percent, yeah, we did. Some people, some people, not. yeah. Hopefully, we can also take you know segments of the discussion and and post that online, and maybe those segments are a little bit more interesting. Uh, okay, so what we want to do is like on part two of this podcast is actually cover our first topic. And so this is going to be very, very interesting to everyone because B here was on vacation when OpenAI's 
new model called Sora was released. And so B is completely in the dark and me and Say uh, know all about it. So yeah, Say, you wanted to really talk about it. So why don't you start? So, so all about it i wouldn't say that <laughs> i've seen like the like the demos and the fact that sam altman was like uh taking requests of like what people wanted to generate so you know it's not cherry pick which is like an amazing thing um but yeah like it's a video model mm -hmm. um for uh generation that finally achieves temporal consistency as in each frame will actually have to do with the last frame. If anyone's ever followed like uh, text to video over the last two years, you'll see that all of a sudden, like if you want a, like a video of like Jupiter spinning, it'll turn into like some kind of mishmash of like a bunch of colors after a few frames um, or a dog or something weird like that. Um, so now it's actually like the first frame actually has to do contextually with the last frame, which is what's so exciting. Um, but you could theoretically do what we've always dreamed of, like create like short clips and then eventually movies after they increase the temporal, like the time span. Um, wow. But yeah, it's crazy, wow. the videos. Yeah, yeah. So like, um, wow. we're going to show a B right now. Like, here's one crazy video. So like, wow, this is uh, completely no generated. Yeah, like, so. I, so I heard about it for like, for context, I heard about it, but I did not know that is what it would be like. That is insane. Yeah. Every pixel is generated by this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So we're seeing, like, uh, the, the video, I'm sure a lot of you have seen it, which is, like, this uh, woman in Tokyo uh, walking down the street. In a, in a, and it's a wet street, right? So there's, like, puddles, there's reflections, and it's still getting... This is the amazing thing about it, is that it's able to simulate a lot of the physics that's, you know, in our world. Um, even though, like, basically, it's like ultimately the model is generating a bunch of pixels, it inherently somehow understands that uh, the idea of what a reflection is and how reflection works. Yeah. Right? Like, by now, her hand should have been melting into the wall and she should have turned into a building. Like, this is you know, tremendous that, like, it can keep, like, a, like an object, like, the way that it is. And it knows, like, you know, one step after another. Yeah, so like the idea of an object, so what's happening is like from frame from frame to frame, the model kind of loses track, you know, like similar to how humans, we have a short memory attention, you know, attention span. We might like lose track of things. Well, a model, like a lot of these models last year would, you know, easily lose track of what's, you know, going on in the scene from, from frame to frame. Um, but this model is able to have something called object permanence, which is the idea that, like, you know, whatever objects is being displayed on video. Yeah, B is about to show that right now. Uh, whatever, That's insane. Yeah, it's able to. That's... Yeah, it's it's able to just uh, maintain. Wow. I this... we can share the screen. That might look just pixelated on like the iPhone. No, no, it looks okay. No, it looks good. It looks okay. okay. I mean, on the iPhone, maybe yeah, but that's actually not bad. That's actually not that's bad. every single pixel in this video frame is generated net new by an AI model. That is yeah, that is crazy. That is this is going to change like like movies, anime, like 
there's been a lot of companies like trying to do this. I've messed around with text to video like a lot. Like basically, like the most reliable way that I've been I've been able to do it um, is first of all text to image in like it's has been before like has been done before G, like GPTV, which is where like it received a lot of mainstream fame. Um, but before that, like a lot of people were doing stable diffusion in their home, like the open source version, and uh, it would come with a plugin called ControlNet. Um, stable diffusion in general, it would just turn like text into pictures as you'd expect. Control net would then you give it a bunch of key points that you want it to follow, and then it would follow those key points exactly. Like if you have like uh, say well, it, it what's a key point by the way, say it you it literally looks like you can imagine like a stick figure with an exact coordinate of where the hand left hand is where the right hand is where the chin is etc mm -hmm. and then if you give it this stick figure looking drawing it'll be like okay so the face should go through the hand should go here um and then by using that you could type in the text uh man uh like with his arms spread open like uh on either side of him that could generate one of like many things right? you could take the shot from the left from the right whatever but if you have this stick figure like drawing you could fix where the camera would be from essentially and then extrapolated you could then move that stick figure across different frames and generate that same camera shot from like with the key points moving rather than like if you just type in like a man with his arms spread wide on either side of him, you might get like 10,000 pictures of like just like from different zoom angles and different angles. But using this, you can actually create some sort of temporal consistency. But yeah, the fact that I, I don't know how they do it, maybe like, like they haven't released like what the requirements are. Maybe you will need to put in key points to like generate this. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I suspect, yeah, like you can't. Because if you were to just regenerate the same thing, like with the same text, I can imagine like you have different, slightly different outcomes. I, I think you'd run into the same problem, right? Um, yeah. So I think like the way you could, the only consistency that we know here is just spatial temporal. So for, for a given text, spit out a video that that is consistent through through time and and um, and through space, which is as in like whatever's on the frame, the objects that are on frame. Um, it's being consistent from frame to frame what goes in the pixels. Yeah. Wow. Um, so like, so these are other videos that we have here too, is like, I mean, that like you haven't seen, but this is really interesting. So there's a mammoth with like, and there's like snow that's being like plowed, like, like plumed up as the mammoth is stepping yeah. every step in, in the snow. What's really like interesting to see in this demo is the fact that like, um, the, the fact that like it's simulating the snow right like <laughs> it's so cute i yeah, just have to get sorry oh, Paul, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get my food BRB. okay wait you, you can go and we can still talk yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 um well, my my camera is also also running out of batteries so we're gonna have to figure that one out but uh yes. before that so what's really crazy is that like the snow is being simulated so in other words it has a mental model, like the, the model itself has a model, <laughs> ha ha but mental model of like what the physics is. So like, just like how humans can catch a ball because we are like in our head kind of simulating or have an intuition of where that ball is going to go. Yeah. Even though we don't know the equations. Um, 
somehow this mall is able to figure that out. Like, yeah, just there's like some sort of cause and effect relationship that like, I mean, whether explicitly they coded it or not, like it's displaying. There's right. like, you know, if I step here, it's going to change the world in this way. Right, exactly. And I don't know if this was just like marketing gimmick, but like uh, I remember reading like this could be completely false, but like um like the way that they described it was that they were like going to simulate the world and then like make the frames afterwards but i don't know like whether that was like totally taken from a random twitter post or not but that would be really cool if it was true yeah i think like i actually thought of this too is like um if you had to come like if you wanted to do this like key framing that you're talking about or key points it would be and also like even this model is not perfect, right? Like you, you, there are like, um, videos where you see imperfection where like fingers or something like that, or the, the, the orientation of their feet. There's this one video of, I think the foot is like backwards or something like that. One of them is hilarious, which is like this, uh, chair that's like an archeological site and they're like pulling out a chair or like it converts into a chair and then, and then the chair like bounces around. It's like, what's happening. Right. Yeah. So the physics, um so like i th i feel like i don't know if the model is going to get good enough to be able to deal with that kind of like edge cases mm -hmm. and so that's where this idea of like what if you built a model that you know worked a little bit with determinism or like traditional algorithms rather than just having ai where like yeah the ai would maybe generate like you know the polygons or the the 3D objects, and then you'd have another model or the same model that can then take that and render it into something that's meaningful. So then that way you have an ability to like fix the scene. Yeah. You know, like if you want like a per an actor there, you want the camera to be positioned this way, you can fix those things and then have the model render that into whatever style or creative way that it wants to do. Yeah, and I think that wasn't it you that was saying that like even for like GPT, like the language model, like there was like eight different models stuck together. And it's like, yeah, so I guess we've seen OpenAI do that before where they like layer models like like at one after another to like like solve parts of the problem. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I like I mean, I think also I think we had this discussion and um and it there's a, a uh, you know, there's a video that blows my mind. Uh, the California video, by the way, there's this one video of like, you know, um, I don't want to bring this up. I can't bring up the laptop right now, but there's a video of like a gold mine rush kind of era um, of California. Yeah. And there's a video of that, like a, just kind of like a drone shot basically over it and of a town that, that existed during, well, it's uh, all simulated and fake, but um, but of a town that looks like something from the from the from California and the gold mining era. Mm -hmm. um, but what's really really cool here, and I think like this is where we've had a discussion similar to this before, say, which is um, this like video transitions. Um, let me see if I can pull it out. I don't know if it's in it's any of these ones. No, I might have to go to the technical report for this. Um, yeah, read the technical report. Hold on. So yeah, this has some description of like what 
the model was like not not really a description but it has references to the what models were used yeah. for this it uses something called diffusion transformer um which is well yeah which is a uh, a model that basically takes the diffusion model and replaces the unit with a transformer basically um and it's a little bit more complex than that but that's roughly what it's doing the unit can you go into that the unit like basically an auto encoder oh unit oh okay yeah 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 so the idea that like basically an auto encoder for those of you who don't know is basically you or uh yeah it's an auto encoder is basically whatever you you have a model and let's say you take an image of a cat and then you feed the model an image of a cat you want the model to reproduce that exact image on the op other side. Right? Yeah. And so by doing that, you can train the model to learn like the important concepts or I, you know, I guess for the lack of a better word, concepts or ideas within that image to generate that, that cat image from scratch, basically, yeah. if you wanted to. So, um, so it's coming up with a, or in other words, it's coming up with a representation of what that cat image is. Um, so they replaced this seg this portion, which is an, a critical component to the diffusion model, which is how you do all these image generations, with a transformer model, which is what is used for spitting out uh, text in ChatGPT. So they're using something that's traditionally used for text and natural language, and they're using it for, you know, computer vision and using it for video. So. That's the cool part. Um, and so they're using like that idea and basically throwing a shit ton of data at it, like just a shit ton of data. And that, and there, when, if you read the technical report of the OpenAI, what OpenAI released, there is a examples of, of going through as they're throwing in more and more training of this model, like as they're training it more and more, the quality of the model just keeps getting better and better. The output just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. So that's the that's a cool part. So like, it almost looks like you know the base, you know the baseline where they you know used whatever was the state of the art at the time, just looks like garbage, and then just with a you know throwing computer at it, all of a sudden you got like something. Yeah, like that effect on the left is what I've like usually seen in videos. Like the weird, like everything's morphing into each other. It's like some sort of like acid trip. Yeah, yeah. So we went from acid trip to something that, that looks like actual video, which is crazy. Yeah. In one year. Two. One year. You know, um this is like kind of weird to say, but like um have you ever watched Westworld? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come here. Um, it's like originally what got me into AI, actually, weirdly. Um, and I guess now more data. Yeah. Um, but um, there's something that, um, there's this like a quote from there. Um, I think it's like uh, the, the percent of like, basically, I, I'm like botching the exact quote, but basically like, reality like what's like rational and like a, like actually like reality is a very very small percentage of like the dimensional space that's out there like most of like if you try to make like a living thing or like if you try to make like something like something that's coherent is a very very small percentage of that dimensional yes. space well everything else is just like 
99.99999 continued is just garbled mess which is like i mean also like in reality like i mean like to make it right is like such a small sliver of possibility yeah so that's i mean to go into physics a bit um there's a great talk by roger penrose on why string theory won't work or something like that um and he shows that basically one of the issues is that they have a dimensionality problem where if you go into these higher and higher dimensions then you know i can't remember exactly what was said but the higher dimensions you go into you, you basically don't have this com compactness where or like you don't have this area where there's like a Actually, I can't really explain it, so I'm not going to explain it. But, but well, but there is an issue in terms of um, there's another thing in physics where, um, uh, yeah, there's like the there's this idea of um, there's like a crisis basically in physics, and one of the crises is this idea that the equations have these parameters. And uh, the equations of physics have these parameters. And so if you slightly shift one of these parameters, like one of these constants, just by a little bit, like let's say the speed of light, just by a little bit, it completely throws you into a universe that doesn't exist yeah. or, or where humans can't exist, possibly exist. What would be some of the ramifications of that? Like if it was, I think we talked about this exact same thing. Like if it was like just like a little bit higher, like like the speed of light or a little bit lower. Yeah, yeah. So like, even like if you just change like one of the constants, like a fine structure constant or something like that, what ends up happening is like, let's say you want to create um, uh, carbon in the universe, right? Yeah. So carbon in the universe is produced from stars and suns. And in order, so because like in the early universe, pretty much all atoms, like all the matter in the universe were hydrogen or helium basically, because they were, they were small enough um, that they're, they're, they're basically simple, basically pieces, right? They're just one proton or two protons or whatever. So they're easy to make, mm -hmm. but like something like a carbon is a little bit more tougher to make. And so it turns out you need a star to basically do it. Like, you need a nuclear fusion reaction to happen. Okay. And then for that reaction to happen, to create a carbon atom, you basically, or any higher, heavier elements, like whatever it may be, you, the energy, like, the amount of energy that the electrons need to have or whatever, like, sorry, not the electrons, the energy that, like, uh, the nucleus needs to have in order to create these carbon atoms has to be, like, so precise so specific that if it was just slightly different like slightly too large or whatever you would not you would not be able to create carbon atoms in the sun like uh -oh. and then you would not and then like you would not be able to create a, like life at all it would be completely meaningless like and that's just tweaking like a small parameter in the physics equations just by a little bit so like you know things like that right it's just it's 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 pretty wild. Um, Sounds like a, I missed a great conversation. We did a random turn from like, you know, like on the left is like a really good example of what I've seen yeah. video do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I tried to generate like switch, like, I don't know, like Leonardo DiCaprio's face with Brad Pitt and make him do something else. And it was just a garbled something mess. Something else. Like, <laughs> make him do something else. <laughs> <laughs> that is 
Look at my cute dog. But uh, yeah, it was just like how like mostly, most of like life or like not even when we're talking about generation, like you get like just weird garbled messes. It's a very like fine line to create something sane looking or like something like actually comprehensible. Yeah. Yeah. What if, what if that's our perception of how our eyes perceives it? Maybe some other being sees this, see that sees it as like this, you know, like we, this is our software, right? Like this is how we perceive everything around us. But like to some, to Mochi, for example, like everything could look like, do we know how Mochi sees the world? Like we can make mm. guesses, but like, uh, like, no, I mean, I like, I think like flies, we have a better maybe understanding because they're small enough. Mm -hmm. Like they're not as sophisticated enough where we can kind of figure it out. But not, I don't know about dogs. Like do dogs, even, like there's that old saying of like dogs seen black and white. I don't even know if that's I don't think they're colorblind. I think there's like uh, specific colors they uh, can or can't see. Uh, there's actually there, this show called Bluey or something like that. And it's like, it only it. contains colors that dogs can't see. Mm -hmm. And therefore, it's supposed to be more entertaining for oh, them. Right. And if you put it on, like they'll like look at it. And she was actually looking at it for like, like a while. Interesting. Um, but but I think like, to, to go back to this, is like, maybe there are some species that might like, their fidelity of vision is different or what they process. Obviously, I think sp different species process things differently because whatever is needed to survive right yeah. but but i think a lot of species know have this general understanding or i think all species have this understanding of like some form of cause and effect or some form of basic uh consistent signals of physics that's happening in the world right and the reason why is because if you didn't right and mm -hmm. one person was able like one species was able to process something correctly about the world and some species was not the other species would die because they would get eaten because they would yeah. not be able to navigate in the world right so evolutionary yeah speaking. so through evolution and through survival it's as if we were forced to process physics similarly yeah yeah so that's the right. really crazy Ooh. part it's like actually it's a very interesting point is like it's like we yeah like we come about in agreement of what the physics of the world is right just because of survival right right like for example at a micro level this could be black for we say we label it as black right mm -hmm. but your eyes could see it as a different shade of black versus sure black. sure yeah that right? could be very much true right but the thing is like if, if knowing that 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 shirt is black is is it mean is the you know the fine line between life and death then then I'm going to start seeing it as the exact black that it needs to be that is going to be agreeable to what my predators see, right? Like, mm. like we're all going to be able to, like, say, right. you know, this thing is specifically black. Because, like, if it means that, it's the difference between life and death. Yeah. What, uh, is, what is black? Have we proved that, like, wait, what do you mean, what is black? <laughs> like, no, that's actually a good question. Because, like, ooh, I don't know if we've proved that, like, 
you know, my blue is equal to your blue, right? No, like, you could be seeing, like, red or something like that. Right? I mean, we know that with colorblind people, right? Well, even just, like, the idea of, like, yellow, that yellow doesn't exist, right? Like, oh, we, yeah. we only have RGB in our, like, red, green, and blue are the only things, like, sensors that we have in our eyes to perceive, right? Right. And, and shades. So... Wait, is yellow primary color? No, or no. Not, okay, so like, so therefore, not, you know, right? which is... Wait, uh, it is, but there's two types of primary colors. I'm talking here like biologically what the... Yeah, what we, that's only RGB, but there's yeah. paint, like subtractive, I think, mm -hmm. where like, I forget the difference between the two, but that one's red, blue, and yellow. I remember that yeah. from our class. Oh, right, right, right. So it's two different RGBY. types. It depends on additive. It's like where you shine light at two different things. Subtractive is where you can mix paints and certain light, light rays bounce off. Yeah. Wow. So, so like, but, but the thing is, like, when we think, think about subjective experience of color, like, it is all subjective, right? Because, like, in the end of the day, like, it's okay. like, um, we, you know, it, we're not like directly experiencing red, you know, this wavelength of light is hitting our eyes, the sensor in our eyes, that's triggering some electrical signal, electrochemical signal, right? That's going into the back of our head, vendibular, what is it called? Vendib no, wait, what, what is the part that processes vision in the back of the head? Oh, I forgot. Okay, we're in the, in the brain, but that's getting processed and then that goes to something else and something else. And so we don't directly for lack of a better word, measure, you know, the color red. It's just, it's just a, a bunch of, in the end of the day, it's just a bunch of electrical signals in the brain. But mm -hmm. somehow, we all agree, like we, for most of us agree, this color is red. And that's just because we all needed to survive. And that was important. Right. For us to agree that this color is red. Yeah. Well, it's not somehow then. Like, we just, you just explained it. Essentially, it's our code that is, our software that is perceiving these colors and the physics and the reality around us is continuously being programmed by evolution. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So essentially, the software is being updated. Yeah. Generation yeah. by generation. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Organic, organic programming. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like evolutionary programming in, in a way or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I what's interesting though is like here we have a model that's being trained on data, like basically feed, throwing images at it, right? And mm -hmm. and then it outputs a video or whatever. Or like you feed it video and it's outputting video, or you feed it text and it outputs video. Mm -hmm. But from that process alone, it's learning physics. Like, it's learning how snow moves in a scene, how the light reflects off of a puddle. It's learning that somehow just by feeding a video. And so I find that very interesting, whereas, like, for us, that came through evolution. It came through billions and billions of generations of death, basically, until, you know, whoever survived basically figured it out, like figured out, okay, we actually, you know, it's important for our survival to know how a ball falls, how a snow, uh, like plumes, yeah. how light reflects off of a puddle. Like yeah. somehow we figured that out just through evolution. Right. Right. So the computation, it's a different type of compute that's happening where, you know, 
That's but, crazy. Yeah. This is this is probably a stupid question, but is generative AI a deep learning? Uh, does it fall under the deep learning? Yeah, yeah, for neural sure. Neural networks. Yeah, yeah. I so think then, almost always. I think it may like. Uh, do you think there's any way to create a generative AI without classic, classic deep neural? Yeah. Okay, so then essentially, what we're essentially doing with this technology is we're mimicking the way humans. Like the way we we are essentially gener generative models, right? Like we're we're taking all of this data that we have, whether we've taken it evolutionary through through our DNA for millions of years or whatever, mm -hmm. or like even right now in our conscious and subconscious, we're continuously like our eyes are like taking in so much data right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Our all our senses. Well, actually, not. As much as we think, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, relative to our capacity, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so we're essentially what we're doing with, we're mimicking, we're not just mimicking human intelligence with AI, we're mimicking the entire, like, uh, way we're built into a, a less organic being, which is going to be sentient one day. Yeah. Right? Like, the, the, the most, we're essentially recreating the most intelligent being on this planet in a way where we can expand its compute because we there's no limit on how many cpus we can or gpus we can throw into infinitely scale right yeah. same with data like my we whoa this gets crazy because like i think we probably at a collective level we could probably we're essentially gpus yeah. Right. We're probably we're probably disconnected given the way society is built right now, but I think there's also this collective wisdom and knowledge that we have within us, within our DNAs and whatnot. But we, since we're so disconnected, we don't have that readily available to us. So bringing AI and all of this into into the play, like, allows for that one being to be to to have that connectedness that we're missing essentially we're we're essentially creating a god we're whoa okay okay so belize go back i'm gonna connect this all up for you guys so uh i went to this place called um atun it's called atm caves it stands for something it's a 65 million year old cave mm -hmm. we you guys should definitely search it up and uh, have a look at it but essentially uh, uh, central america used to be the, it used to be the ocean floor at one point. Like what? it really? used to be, yeah. There used to be, it used to be like completely oh. covered. So, um, over sixty-five million years, that after water kept going through the cracks, it created this. There was this cave under under the earth that, like, it has these crazy mineral deposits that have formed yeah, over so many years. years. Yeah, it was insane. It took us like. There is five kilometers. We could only go up to 500 meters of it. Did you have to swim? We had to go swim through dark. Oh. No, we crossed, we swam through three rivers and eventually came across that opening. And then you go through like, you have to go swim underwater from parts of it. And then when, when it opens up at its biggest point, you could probably fit around five Boeing 737s or something mm -hmm. in there. It's massive. Did you yeah. actually see a yeah. skull? <clears throat> so the Mayans, Belize is one of the biggest Mayan, um, it has the most the most significant Mayan uh, ruins. So the Mayans use this as a as a spiritual place where they there's a Mayan sacrifice site because they sacrificed for the rain gods because it that's where the it's where the 
if you if you look at if you look at uh, caves, you can see clouds forming and coming out of caves. Like the, mm. I don't know how the the uh, what is the weather this term for weather called? Like uh, climate. No, oh. the, the scientific term, the, the study of climate, there's... Forecasting? Me meteorology. Meteorology, yeah. yeah, right. So so if you look at it from that perspective, a lot of uh, clouds form in caves, apparently, and then they go up and then it rains. So that's why the Mayans thought that the rain gods lived in there. So they would go and actually sacrifice. Yeah. So there was like like bones of people wow. and how they sacrificed them. There were like different ways of it and then... Like there's babies, like oh. it was a very, they were eventually going to shut it down. Belize, the government of like tourism department, Belize doesn't want too many people interfering with it. Like initially they allowed cameras in there and someone dropped a camera on a skull and crushed a skull. So they banned, you oh. can't take anything with you. You have to, like even you have to take socks. You They don't let you touch anything or mm. take anything. There's like a ten thousand dollar fine and four years in jail if you do any miss with And four years in jail? And or. Uh, yeah. That was specifically stated in there. Those like, two things don't seem interchangeable. $10,000 or four years and of your life. Four years of... Yeah. Well, <laughs> Belize, is, it's a different, like, relative to the economy of Central America. Oh, yeah. 10000 is a lot of money. Yeah, I see. 10000 USD. USD. I see. So, when you walk in, like, when you... It, everybody that I talked to in that tour, like, there was multiple tour groups, and it was so big that we didn't... We rarely crossed paths. Yeah. Um, everyone was like, yeah, I didn't come out the same from that cave. Really? Like, that's how wow. intense it was. It was probably the highlight of my Like, what you... What was it for you? For me? Yeah. Oh, you don't have to reveal all of it, but... Okay, like, I, but some like, of it, some of it... Just, like, high level, like, what... Oh, so... So, a couple of things that I, that I realized, which is coming back to the point that I was making earlier, yeah. was one of it was that we have this concept of a deity or a god... And a lot of us have, you know, different religion. Abrahamic religions have one view of it. You know, there's other religions have that other view of it. What I realized in that cave was that nature was God. Mm. Like nature is sentient. It's there. It's creating life with trees, with us, with uh, plants, with fungi, with all of these things. It's God. It's creating life, right? Mm. That's what we really? see, right? And civilization today has moved so far away from nature that we and for for some for a lot of right reasons as well right like nature has killed a lot of people it really yeah. has droughts mm -hmm. hurricanes earthquakes it's pretty scary like i had glimpses of it there like how powerful water is like how like so persistent it shapes canyons it shapes like mm -hmm. it created that it essentially created that cave so We've moved so far away from it that we think nature is, and in a way, is evil. It's, it's, we can't control it, and we, we as species, we think we're intelligent and we want to control things, right? We, yeah. we don't like being in places that could essentially, like, kill us, right? Right. So, in a way, we are creating our own version of a god with technology, with tech, with AI. We are, we are reshaping nature. That's that was one of the realizations that I had is that I wouldn't have thought that those way I'm having trouble disconnecting because I was I thought you were going to say that like I mean, because, like you know, you're saying nature is like the deity in the scenario. Mm -hmm. um, 
I don't know if we can create tornadoes or hurricanes yet, but like we can definitely make it rain. Dubai is making it rain. Yeah. There's an entire department that literally sends planes up, shoots salt out of flares into yeah. clouds and makes it rain. There's yeah, they, that's I love that. And and I'm sure that that's just one small aspect of it that we as common folk know. Like there's probably so much more that's happening that we even if it's out there, we a lot of people don't care about that stuff, right? Like we're so engulfed in our everyday lives that we don't know what's happening in the physics of reality around us. We are altering it at a significant level. Like even if you look at the way internet's built, there is literally wires wrapped around Earth. If you look at the yeah, the, the fiber, yeah, yeah. we are we are wrapping Mother Nature in these wires, and we're telling it, it's like no, no more yeah, rain between yeah. continents. Yeah, it's like, no more. I'm I want to live in this desert, and I want to have the tallest building in this desert, and you cannot like you i will create my own rain like we're we're playing god so how does this relate to uh like infinite scalability in creating god in like an electronic way because though so, like you were talking about how when i was referring to uh, the organic matter of us being, yeah, yeah so you, yeah i think the full picture will will come uh one interesting thing was that uh, this new millennium, you know how the Mayan calendar ended in 2012 and everyone was like, sure, oh, yeah, yeah. so I actually met someone who was mine and he explained to me that, no, that wasn't the end of the world. It was just the end of a cycle. Cycle, you're right, right. So this new cycle <laughs> right. that is we're currently in right now is apparently called the awakening cycle, like where humans are more awakened and we're, Interesting. we are learning more. We're, we're seeing reality for what it is. Like just, self-actualization so what was the cycle called before that one? i don't remember i didn't ask that's a great question we should probably look into it it's available online so <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> it's not there. i just came back it's just coming in hot. So, and another thing that i realized this was like like being in this cave cave was like a trip on its own like like it was like you were having an spiritual experience, being in that kind of untapped, untouched nature with the, the air even felt different, like breathing felt different. And one other thing that um, that I realized there was like how important humor was, because, um, you know, you were in this place where um, they sacrificed babies because they thought that the cry crying of babies and by sacrifice, I mean, they just tied it up and left it there and the baby cried to death. Because they thought right. the crying of babies was sacred and that that would appeal to the gods. So mm. Julian made, made a joke in the middle of all of this and everybody laughed. And I was just there, I'm like thinking, I'm like, wow, how beautiful is that? That in, even in the midst of something so wild and so crazy that, you know, babies being left alone in this crazy cave to die. Like we were having that a moment of like laughter and like light lightness you know because it was very heavy like you saw skulls of people yeah like there was people right. that were tied up like this with their legs tied up behind their back and they were laying there like this and they're just this like this is on untapped like highly recommended you guys you guys should definitely go it's one of the only places on uh and, and on planet earth that that it has something like this yeah that sounds yeah. Crazy. Yeah, and the guides were saying about how like they're gonna they're likely gonna shut it down because they aren't allowing archaeologists to even touch the bones right now they want it to be their their mantra or theme is like some things should be left as it is which is kind of cool because a lot of places we just go start digging but there's a part of me that is like man like the things we could find in that five kilometers of cave like would be 
there's probably like minerals and like chemicals and like things that we and eventually capitalism and money once one i feel like one billionaire will go walk in there and be like Hmm. <laughs> I want to know what's in the other 4.5 kilometers and yeah. just throw money at the tourism department and then just hey, open it up. If the fine is $10,000, <laughs> I'll give you 10 fines. <laughs> yeah. Not bad at all. Yeah, so that was a little bit of a wait, wait, but I don't, tangent. I'm trying to figure out what the connection is with that and the, the, oh, the internet talking. thing. That you yeah, because you it. started the conversation by saying we're literally creating God with like this infinite scalability that we're creating, right? Right, right, right. So what I was saying was that we have, as humans, we have a collective consciousness. A, just the way this chat GPT has 1.76 yeah. trillion parameters and it's able to access that because it has the compute that we've given it. Right, we it has all of these GPUs sitting in some data center somewhere that it can tap into and use that power, right? Because if it was just one GPU, we know for a fact that it would, there was no way it could access all of those parameters and train. You could you can't train that entire yeah. model anymore. So similarly, since we're mimicking humans, we're mimicking one. We're we're one compute with one small, with one small uh, model within us, but. I believe, and this is just me, again, this is shooting the shit, so this, sure. I'm allowed to express yeah. my thoughts, right? I'm asking for permission, like, somebody's going to be like, yeah, sure, go ahead. <laughs> I think you've expressed a lot of thoughts already. Anyway, <laughs> I think that we are just so disconnected that, but we also inherently have the ability to tap into something like that, like, collectively, like, we're each computes. I think there is a collective consciousness that is organic, that is within us, that we can all potentially tap into, but it's bit, we, it would require a lot of work. Within, like, so within us or between us? Between us. Between, between like us. When mind? we come together. Like a hive mind. Like, Potential. have you ever watched uh, Star Trek? You know, Star Trek. I've seen, generation. but not all of it. Okay. No. Like the Borg, right? The Borg. I've never watched it from Star Trek. I know it from, I mean, just generally. Or like Matrix, also... whatever, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. Sure. Matrix, yeah. Sure. But like, since we have, since we have, I feel like we've gone far away from that and it's outside the realm of our ability right now because it would require 9 billion people to be self-actualized and awakened, which is, let's be real, it's, it's very difficult in this day and age, right? So I think that's something like, um, AGI is like that next step that kind of that we have created that that will be that collective. I think that's very that's somewhat tangentially related to the singularity, right? I mean, like the point in which like the AGI can start improving itself and scaling itself, and then like it's like it'll become a god like really really fast. But I think I think what be like correct me if I'm wrong, but like I think what you're trying to say is like you. It would become the collective intelligence. The AI system would be the collective intelligence of humanity in a way, right? Yeah. Like, like you, because we can throw as much compute as as we can throw as much compute at it as much as we want, mm -hmm. and so, so then basically, like, you know, my brain, your brain, everyone's brain, like whatever our intelligences or whatever we have been thinking about, our knowledge, our expertise our life experiences, that'll eventually all be, you know, distilled into some giant ass AI model, basically. Yeah. So it'd be like the collective 
intelligence of humanity, essentially. Right, exactly. Is that the idea? Okay. That is. And that entity already exists within our world. It's nature. The Mayans understood that. And to us, they sound crazy in a way, right? Like sacrificing babies, but that they live in a completely different reality than we did. We are so we were so vastly different now, right? And because we are we're so vastly different and we moved away from that, we don't we don't we fear what we don't understand. And we fear nature. Open water is scary. Avalanches are scary. Like droughts are scary. All of these things are scary to us. And it's our What's, I don't know the correct word for it. You know how we think humankind thinks it's greater than it is? What's the word for that? Our superiority? I don't know. There's a specific word for it that okay. is evading me right now. But it's our kind of that thing that is makes us think that, oh, we can control this new entity that we're creating. Mm -hmm. yeah. So do you think AI is nature, essentially? Is that what it's saying? an inorganic form of nature. It's a, it's a okay. mm -hmm. what's it called? It's a, what's the opposite? Yeah, English, in yeah, English. inorganic would be the English is uh, synthetic, synthetic, yeah, synthetic sure, form yeah. of nature. Um, yeah, 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 being being yeah, in that yeah. cave, yeah, yeah, being in that cave made me realize that I'm like, man, this thing could fight back. <laughs> Just one, wipe off all the all the wires under the ocean and move down. <laughs> techno gods were like. Making techno gods. Yeah, we took, and, a, took a random time to start going. I think, it, like, uh, I, we've talked about this before, but, like, I mean, I do think that, like, you know, whatever comes next is, like, a fusion between humans and AI. And maybe at the end, it's just purely an inorganic solution to be the dominant race of the planet. Because, like, it's just so much better than us at so many things. Mm -hmm. And... <laughs> It's crazy, like the the rate of change of like even something like text to video for Sora. Like in 2019, like I was following it in the research papers, people generated 42 frames of garbled mess. And it was like barely like, it was like a 64 by 64 video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, okay. like, and now, this is crazy, five years. This is like more 4K. than, like this yeah. is to the deep end of exponential. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a very good way to put it. Deep end of exponential. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I think, okay, so that's... going back to the model, I think there's something crazier too. Um, I'll, I'll, get, I'll, I'll get to two points of it, but like the first point I kind of want to make is um, this Minecraft video, actually. There's, okay, so basically it's generating a video of Minecraft. Okay, now you might think, you know, why? What's the big deal here? So the big deal here is that it's if you give it a certain, uh, you know, in reinforcement learning, what a policy is. Yeah. Reinforcement. So like, let's just think it's like of it like, rule, right? like a rule base. Yeah, rule base, right? Mm -hmm. So what you can do is like tell it to generate a Minecraft video, but with a particular rule base or a policy of how you want the the AI model to behave in this world in the Minecraft world, the video game. Mm -hmm. And it will generate a video where it's behaving in that way, right? So why is that interesting? Because that means, because you think about like Alpha Zero, you think about like all these like Google models that were trained to, you know, beat someone in chess or StarCraft, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. like it was, re that was all reinforcement learning of like trying to teach a particular, you know, model how to behave and learn different policies in order to win the game, right? Mm -hmm. And here you have 
a model that was strictly trained on video, basically, able to now be like simulate a certain type of behavior in a game world similar to what you would expect, you know, one of those like Google models to do, right? Mm -hmm. And so I find that very fascinating because the, these Google models were using reinforcement learning to train all these things, but this one was just trained on video. That's all it was trained on, and it's able to do that, right? It's able to do the same thing as what those AI models from Google did with mm -hmm. StarCraft or whatever it may be. You're referring to Sora, specifically? Sora, yeah. yeah. Sora is able to do that, right, yeah. with just video. Yeah. So there's something innately powerful about training computer vision, like, basically on video or vision, mm -hmm. and extracting a lot of behavior and meaning and physics right so mm -hmm. if you can imagine like in the future sora being used or a future version of sora being used to simulate you know something that's very expensive which is like the aerodynamics on a car right mm -hmm. just to simulate like a portion like let's say mercedes-benz wants to simulate you know how air flows over their you know sunroof right that is like a month-long simulation just to do that, right? And right. it can be a huge amount of computation. It's very expensive. You need, like, huge expertise. Now, imagine you throw this model at that's just looked at video for so long, and it mm -hmm. understands the physics of how air moves, you know, or what aerodynamics behaves, behavior is through, through a car or around a car. Like, I think that's, like, crazy just by watching video, right? Yeah, yeah, that could change. Or, like developing new uh ai models that can do you know beat other people in video games or control robots mm -hmm. just by watching video it knows how to control a robot like that is so funny that you bring that up sorry but i, I feel like the npcs are really gonna like come back at us like all of these years <laughs> of like kicking their ass the npc is finally gonna be like unbeatable. i would love that i would love right? that yeah yeah, yeah. Like, it's like reboot have you ever watched reboot Oh, the, the the TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. <laughs> it's like the what? NPCs are actually like intelligent sentient. characters. Yeah, sentient. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I've heard of Reboot. I never watched it. Years ago, I think. Yeah. yeah um, another thing that I, wa I wanted to point out was the significance of my Minecraft and research today. Uh, a lot of papers are using them because it's the only thing that we... There's so much video available of Minecraft yeah. online, <laughs> and it's the closest thing available to our reality. Mm like the physics of our reality <laughs> yeah, yeah. so they're using it for a lot of these video interesting yeah a lot of the papers and, and it uh, makes sense and, and like, i see uh i clear and all those um you know where the ai the ai uh there's i clear there's a, there's icml oh yeah oh you yeah. mean the, the the conferences yeah the conferences yeah they, yeah there are a lot i was looking into this and most of them were using now that Mike. you mention, I have seen a strange number of like papers where like the first like test they do is on like Minecraft, yeah, like yeah. simulating Minecraft. That's the reason because they all of these kids in the new generation like they love playing this and streaming it and posting it on yeah. online. So there's an in, like a vast amount of like like just video available on these things that which which you can't find from something like from another similar source. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's actually cool because like, and, and that explains why it has, it's able to simulate certain policies of the AI agent mm -hmm. is because it has so much data to, yeah, to, to be able to data. do that. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
So thanks to Minecraft, we're going to make... I wonder if Minecraft is going to like... No, I'm sure they would be chill about it. Like, I wonder if they're going to ask for royalties or something. Oh, probably for sure. At some point, it's going to happen. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I could see a lot. Like, um, like I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Sora was trained. Like, it is right. It's yeah, trained it clearly on trained on video from Minecraft. Like, I mean, I don't know where they got the data. Um, My Microsoft yeah. will just probably end up buying Minecraft. Well, Microsoft owns shares in OpenAI. But I'm saying they will probably just buy Minecraft. Oh, well, no, they, they do own Minecraft. Yeah, I think they own Minecraft. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I'm sure that was... I'm sure this was this was known a long time ago, yeah, the Minecraft. It was, was... Uh, Notch sold it to Microsoft for $2.5 Yeah, that's, there you go. Okay, so what I want to, like, yeah. uh, cover next is... Oh, wait, what? See? My, the game has also been used in educational environments to teach chemistry, computer-aided design, and computer science. Mm. So, like... Yeah, yeah. billion is crazy for my Minecraft. It kind of makes sense. Like, I mean, I, I used to play. I used to play Legos as a kid, right? Like, and Legos is a great teaching tool of like engineering and things like that. That right? is so true. Right. And Legos, Minecraft is. It's kind of like Legos, yeah. Kind of like Legos, it, yeah. I haven't played Minecraft yet, but I have a little bit. Is it good, or do you like it? I personally didn't like it, but I've been like stepping away from video games for a bit. Okay. But like my little cousins, like the younger kids, yeah, and like obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. Like they, you know how we grew up watching Dragon Ball Z for yeah, like yeah, breakfast yeah. and like other stuff. They would watch other people playing Minecraft <laughs> for like for entertainment. Like so, it's yeah, it's definitely. Uh, I never got too into it. Like I tried like a couple of times actually. Like, yeah. I mean, it, I would. Like, it seems like I would love games like that um, because I love, like, Factorio, and a very close thing to that is Minecraft uh, modded where, like, people put, like, automation mods. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's um, crazy. I guess for context, like, Factorio is an automation game where mm -hmm. you can, like, um, you, like, mine certain materials or, like, and then you, like, send them to, like, places to be assembled into other materials. And then you use those materials to be assembled into other things. At the very end, you get a rocket ship. Oh, and then cool. you build it from scratch, basically, from, like, copper and iron and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Um, is it, like, a multiplayer or is it just... It's multiplayer, yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. you can also play it alone. But, yeah, it's, like, okay. basically you build, like, a factory together. PC? Um, yes. Yeah, it's Actually, not for okay. maybe, maybe we should uh, reference that, too. Yeah. Dude, we should play. Uh, play it. Yeah, 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 actually. Uh, yeah. I just it? Like it. Factorio. Factorio. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I played it, it once with uh, Say. It was really fun. Yeah. It was really fun. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, like I, like I think modded Minecraft, like I think you can get mods to make it like an auto automation yeah. game, yeah. But, but I never tried that. But yeah. me and my friends, like I game like fairly frequently and like, um, we set up a Minecraft server and like that was to me the more fun part. Yeah. <laughs> like setting up the server on like a VPS that was like already actually I set it up in a Kubernetes cluster. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, okay. okay, we're getting too technical here, but he is right. Like creating your own world, like your own servers, is the best part. And I think that was the missing piece for me was because I was probably in a server in a world that I that didn't like really mm. vibe with me. But I knew some people that, and there were private ones too that you could like you had to yeah. pay to like play in. Yeah. Yeah, so, sorry, VPS. What's VPS? Uh, virtual private server. Virtual private uh, server. And uh, Kubernetes. So a part of a computer that you rent out. 
Right. I used to, yeah, I used to set up my own private servers for like Counter Strike or whatever, and my own like custom maps or whatever, and play play there. Yeah, I used to do that kind of stuff. Times. Yeah, good times, man. What is Kubernetes? Explain Kubernetes. Uh, it's a way to stitch together a bunch of these VPSs, or you know, it doesn't have to be a virtual private server. It can be a real server, which is just a computer. Basically, you're stitching together a bunch of computers to act as one, and it offers you the scalability of using these multiple computers as a team to serve one task. So, like people you're playing with, you can use their PCs as. Or it could be virtual. No. Um, so that's a good question. So this cluster is actually like it's not you're not using the user's uh, computer as part of the this brain that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. um, but basically, the server needs to process a whole bunch of things, right? Player A is doing this. Player B is doing this. The main brain that processes that that's what a cluster is for, so that you can like do all the processing really, really fast, right? But yeah, no, that was like we were gonna. We started at like eight p.m. We were gonna play, and then at one a.m. I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> oh, you just finished. Building I just finished this. making the server because I wanted it to be on a cluster. <laughs> we never played. <laughs> Is this, does this still exist? No, no, I shut down that cluster. It was costing me like two hundred dollars a night. Wait, you're all you're hosting in the cloud. Yeah, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. Um, with Hetzner, like this, uh, it's like an AWS type of thing. But yeah, I got eight private servers of differing, like, strengths. And then, yeah, I set it up from scratch and it was very fun. That sounds like, that's the, for us, it sounds like a lot of fun. Everybody else listening is like, mm -hmm. you did that till 1 a.m., probably <laughs> yeah. on a Friday night. <laughs> yeah, we were going to game. And then... <laughs> that was the gaming part. It's like, oh, I yeah. solved this problem. I don't really want to play the game. <laughs> It's like, I mean, I guess that happens in some, with some engineers or whatever at work, too. It's like, it's like, oh, you want to go solve this problem? Oh, we first need to solve this other problem that's, like, major and it, it's just a complete deviation. Yeah. It's like, wait, no, we should be focusing on the business problem. No, 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 no wait. We got to build this whole entire thing first, this entire stack before we... <laughs> but it's so satisfying yeah, to, yeah. like, build out something that even if you don't need it. <laughs> yeah. It's like an itch. Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah. So the other thing I want to cover is something spectacular. Mm -hmm. I blew my mind. This, I mean, even though it's like the policy thing, I think is like a highlight for me in this physics idea, the physics simulation ideas yeah. is the mind blowing part for me. Or no, the mind blowing part I think in general. But but this next one, which is like, I remember would say I had this discussion about like a potential idea, and maybe no way, maybe you were there too. But the idea is that like. In the film industry, right? Like you have this. Uh, Sorry, pause. Are we actually going into that? What film industry? Yeah, the one we talked about. We talked about this, I think. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, this this one I'm okay. Okay, 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 go on. Okay, so in the film industry, they have this. Yeah, I'm not gonna pr probably pursue it, but um, there's this. Uh, there's a workflow, basically, kind of roughly speaking, of how the film film industry works as a pipeline, where like you basically. You can think of it like you start off with some dude or whoever, not a dude, um, writing a, a script. And, you know, then these like studios or companies might purchase those scripts and they might throw them, you know, some sort of file cabinet per se. And then if there's something that's interesting that might make them a lot of money, they take that script, then they go and find, you know, the directors and whatnot. And then the directors have to then cast the actors. Then they like 
you know, storyboard all of this, like what the scenes will look like. They draw it all, sketch it all out. They might do some sort of animation with it to kind of give a better picture, a higher fidelity picture of how the final movie is going to look like. And the producers will look at it. The studio will look at it and be like, okay, let's green light this uh, for further processing or further production. And then yeah. they'll go and actually make the film and all that stuff, right? So it's a huge long process from like, ideation to all the way to actually getting something at the end right? right getting a film at the end and it could be years and you don't know if this thing's going to make a billion dollars right you, you just don't have an idea and you don't know if it's going to be compliant with what the studio wants or whatever or with what the studio would enjoy right so it's a huge costly thing where you want to be to be a little bit more lean a little bit more agile yeah it would be better to do that so one idea is like, okay, what if like, you know, the script writer can automatically start to, you know, based off of their script or whatever their story that they're writing, be able to storyboard out the actual film and how, and maybe even animate it to see how the film kind of looks like, right? Mm -hmm. And then they can use that to sell to the studios because, 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 you know, like it's annoying to have to read the script. It's better if it was just something that was more closer to the end product for the studio so that the studio knows they can invest in this particular thing right and it's just the same thing as like in investing in product you'd rather invest in something that someone has already prototyped versus yeah. you know yeah absolutely like uh, this guy yeah like essentially it's it's a lot of like statistical like it's research right like they're doing all of this work to figure out if it's feasible to pursue the script yeah yeah right, right okay so imagine now like you know, using something like Sora. I mean, I don't think Sora is there yet, but you, maybe you can do a bit in Sora, like where you can do some sort right. of like, maybe from a hand drawing or something like that, um, generate the videos that, that gives the studio a little bit or a producer a better impression of what the end product is going to look like. Right. So how do you make it look more cohesive? So you want to be able to like, you know, either generate a bunch of separate frames or like drawings and then like stitch them together into a complete video or maybe you might want to like you know create a single video and then say okay i want this next video this next scene to be you know consistent with this last other scene right given the script is this way or the story is moving this way right things like that so what's really cool about this now is like there's a way of connecting these videos together in sora and and some of them, like all of them, actually in here have like spectacular results of how they just transition from one video to the next. So let me give you like one example, which is like this drone shot of the Colosseum on the left, and then on the right side is like a butterfly in the ocean that's swimming in the ocean somehow. <laughs> so if you look at the middle one, it's the it's the combination of those videos. So it starts off with the drone flying through the Colosseum. And then also the drone transitions into a butterfly. Yeah. And then the scene, the Colosseum transforms That is wild. Yeah. That is wild. Oh my God. That is probably the coolest thing I've seen. Yeah. And you can imagine making commercials that do this kind of stuff too. Like not even, let's not even talk about movies, oh just God. commercials, right? Yeah. You Couldn't you take this one step further? Like, eventually couldn't just like hollywood take it for example let's say you could go really far and just dump everything you have into something like this like let's say like mgm grand or like disney mm -hmm. throws all of their um 
their films, past um, films. Yeah, and then and then the script essentially is the policy, and in, in the, the the conditioning, the yeah. conditioning to create a new. Like let's say you wanted to, a good example of this would be something like One Piece. One Piece has like what 20, 30 years of yeah, yeah. So yeah. like you could just dump all of that in there with the. I don't know. This probably doesn't have like a speech yet, right? Like speech would be no, separate no. from yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah. I I feel, I feel like we'll get there too. But anyways, for for like One Piece, you dump like let's say all of One Piece in there, and it could just you could just give it scripts, and it would just create yeah new new content. But even going further, there's this idea of like why even have studios in the first place? Like imagine like you as the user mm -hmm. generate the content that you want to see. Like if you wanted to like Finding Nemo to end a certain way, you could just. Yeah, you send a that. policy, and that that would be your version of the movie. Yeah. Or, or if you're yeah. like so much for alternative realities. Right. Or even before bed, you're like, oh, I want to watch something about um, a cheetah finding love in space, and it will generate that movie for you to watch before you go to bed. Or even crazier, you could recreate your dreams. Yeah, that'd be super dope. Like that would be. That would be I definitely pay. Like I remember, I remember some of my dreams very vividly. Like I could tell you. Yeah. It's like it's nothing that that we, they'd be very distorted and like if you were to create it, like it would be like one of those like something like this. Yeah, yeah. Where it changes, so there's no way for me to create that in any other way. Like I, if I wanted to tell you what my dream was like, I could just. And even one step further, if I wanted, like, let's say the people that are in my circle to be in that dream, I could just feed it everything that I have. Like, let's say I feed it all my videos, all my photos, all my phone that's in the cloud, and it trains on that. Yeah, yeah. Like, eventually, when we do get there, and it's like the training and the computes are cheaper, then it could literally recreate dreams to, to like, your exact right, perception like, of it. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, and then imagine, like, using models to generate like a digital avatar version of yourself and then like you can like simulate it on that or like figure out what you would be interested in or what type of dream you will have like i don't know like what type of videos you like and like kind of like display them i mean i think that a lot of this is just leading into like simulation right yeah so you could basically which then leads into telling the future that's what i mean predictive analytics is right it's just fortune telling mm -hmm. and so if you could like you know put like a digital twin of yourself in this and this knows how oh, physics man. reacts to your body it knows like how like you would interact with the world given your size and your mass you could theoretically like put yourself in any situation find out how it would mm. come out Wow, it's like what would it what would it be, be like to fight uh, versus uh, LeBron James one on one? Yeah, that's yeah, all. yeah. <laughs> you need a simulation to tell you that. We're, yes, of course. You're Bangladeshi. Course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like a movie with you versus LeBron James and yeah. up the like the weight that he has to like put on his body for you to win. Maybe it's like pounds, <laughs> but it's like now a video of you dunking on LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. I think we talked a little bit about this when, like, the pre-pilot episode that we didn't record, mm -hmm. where we talked about the singularity kind of approach. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We were talking about how, like, the future of all of this looks like. Obviously, we're we're changing the direction of, like, 
our reality with this tapping into this kind of like playing with this kind of fire in a way, right? Like, yeah. essentially, and what we'll mean, Captain, I don't know if we want to get into this right now. I feel like that's an entire episode. Yeah, we could do it entire. Let's, yeah, let's, uh, let's put a pause on yeah, that yeah. because I feel like it's so, that was such a fascinating conversation and we tapped into it a little bit today too, but I think we should just kind of like blow it up a little bit more and give like a, because we all have such a unique view of that, the direction of, where this is going and now i'm talking about what you said the exponential how did you word it interest deep end, deep end of the exponential oh yeah deep end of exponential deep growth. end of exponential growth that's yeah. i think that should be the title of the next episode <laughs> deep end of the exponential, exponential growth. growth okay all right yeah all right, cool, cool. yeah yeah um so like yeah and there's like Same. other video crazy ideas here too this is this gives me commercial vibes which is on the left side you see like on the shore this like old how like old uh, castle and on the right side, you see this like gingerbread houses, right? Like a village of gingerbread houses. Look at this. It's like doing a panoramic, like a oh my god, a drone shot transitioning from yeah. See what it, it's not even like it's morphing into one. It's like contextually placing it, like where I don't know. Like it's like almost like your eyes don't even notice. Oh my! I didn't even see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that crazy. Is, like it's not like it's yeah. Yeah, like right, like. The first example had that morphing kind of yeah, vibe, yeah, yeah. whereas in this one, it's more like, okay, let's just put the actual winter village, the gingerbread village behind, they, they behind this, uh, this like other object, which is the castle in the, in the, uh, like, like in the, in the shore and keep maintain that drone shot. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Like, and, and so it's basically, it's hiding behind this castle and then like, and then as this drone is going through, like passing by, the the village is revealed from behind the castle. So that's really, really cool. And yeah. then this this one is like, I guess, just a morph, which is like, you know, combining a chameleon with a peacock. peacock. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's, it, it's trippy. It, this one's kind of trippy where it's like, it starts off with like a, you know, chameleon. And yeah. then, and then like, it's starting to see, look like a peacock, you can see. And then when it looks towards you, it just does that conversion, like that transition. So this is a peacock now, and then it looks away, and now it's a full peacock. Like that's literally us playing God. We're creating in like a brand new, oh, species kind species, of thing. Yeah, that that will exist yeah. in a virtual world one day. Right, right, right. right. So I think like this one's, um, like, if you imagine like a v VFX artist, this would take you a lot of effort just to do this kind of stuff and. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, exactly. and now, now you just literally now it's like type it in. Word to yeah, video. exactly. Imagine text to video. This one's crazy. Like th this. <laughs> That's a cheater. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Like, look. Watch this one. So it starts off with like this gold mine town, right? The gold rush, California one. Gold rush, and then you slowly see the transition into. This like oh metropolitan metropolitan like aquarium yeah aquarium kind of thing. That's exciting times, boys. That's crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. theoretically, if you like generated a video that was eighty years long, I know that this is counted in frames and not years, but like you know, like you know, convert the two. Yeah. Um, and you had like someone in like a really good situation or a really bad situation. Now, have you simulated like a person and now you're like torturing them or like you're playing their whole life? 
I feel like that's where half haptics come in. Okay. Touching? Half for touching? Mm. No, I guess that it would depend if they're sentient. So that's the thing. I mean, if you're generating like a world in which there's cause and effect and something like a central a character in this world is interacting with other things, causing something else, which you're interacting with other things. Have you just simulated a reality? And now, like, these... How do you know they don't have feelings? I mean, this is all, like, you know, like like a bunch of dimensions, right? I mean, feelings is just, like, a cause and effect that we feel in our body, right? Yeah. So I think, like, that... I mean, the problem is in this entire thing is that we don't know the definition of sentience, right? Like, yeah. Or consciousness, for, per se. Right. That's. I think that's a... Okay. That's a conversation that we right. yeah that right. we shouldn't yeah, yeah okay, anyway that, so like, uh, that could that could be an entire series of conversations we could have that could get very very yeah. like deep end of the exponential yeah okay well why don't we uh, wrap this up yeah, uh, I guess yeah this uh, a good, good yeah thing. like this is a great I think this was great um, this is really love good it. yeah I I really enjoyed it um, so hopefully I'll put some um, kind of timestamps so that like people can bounce around and not because <laughs> we really do a lot of digressions and so like i'll put some time steps so that people yeah. can can listen to their favorite part or interesting parts that they might enjoy um Thanks, whatever man. that might might be um and hopefully next we um next episode we'll cover you know some other topic maybe one of these you know crazy singularity ideas or, or whatever it may be but we'll cover something yeah um, so so stay tuned, everyone. Stay right? tuned. Yeah, that was a very, and again goes goes to not just this conversation, but all of our conversations. It's so like it starts off as shooting the shit, and it just like progresses and goes into this very stimulating conversation where I yeah. feel like I had just a major update or download because <laughs> it just I, we just keep connecting, like bouncing off each other. Yeah. So. I appreciate you and love you all. Both right. of you. Thank, Thank you for you always stimulating my mind. Yeah, yeah. And um, by the way, we're not on shrooms or anything like that. <laughs> just, <laughs> we're not trying to episode idea. Yeah, 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 no, no. So we're, we're, we're completely sober. <laughs> yeah, for just, three hours. <laughs> trying to like telepathically connect with the, <laughs> yeah. with the viewers. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is this is just us and uh and our truest forms. Say any last words? No, this is pretty much exactly what I wanted it to be. So, yeah. I mean, I think it showed, like, the vibe of the podcast and where we want to take this, like, really well, actually. Yeah, yeah. 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 Completely agree. Yeah. So, hope you all enjoyed it. Um, I certainly did. We all certainly did. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.